Well, it's the show after Thanksgiving, and of course, our annual tradition of the leftover turkey episode. This year, I think we got a doozy. A movie considered so bad that it got a certain director fired from Star Wars. That's right, we're doing the Colin Trevorrow-directed film, The Book of Henry. And if that wasn't enough to wet your palate for this <laughs> evening, me and T-Max did in fact finish The Punisher on Netflix. We'll give our review on that, plus review on The Book of Henry. So much show, so little time. More like all the time in the world here on a very <laughs> packed edition of the Review Review. Oh, Henry. <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big, dumb opinions. Ah! I'm Troy to the max extreme. I'm planning to kill my neighbor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, today, we are doing our leftover... This whole episode is cram-stuffed. We're stuffing that turkey. I can't get out of it. <laughs> of content. Yes. Got our leftover turkey yet? Yes. Doing the Book of Henry. Quite a... I'm glad you picked this one. <laughs> Many this, good talking points. This was this was the perfect one <laughs> to do, I think. Anything else would have been like, of course, th they probably meant to make a bad movie with that one. This one, this guy had some things to say. He had a vision. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we are going to get through the Punisher, but before we do all of that stuff, JT, gotta get the news. Speaking of news... The Boys Club continues to grow. I heard about this one today. There, I have two new members. Two? Yeah. I heard of a, heard of one today. Uh, the big one is yeah. Matt Lauer yeah. from the Today Show and other news outlets as well. Yeah. Uh, he joined the Boys Club. Got fired today. Yeah. <laughs> fired from the Today Show today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, it's so it's like a who's on first kind of thing with that fucking oh, show. Know. Uh from only one occurrence that was reported, but I guess it was bad enough. I've heard multiple ones. Well, I've heard that there was only one that came forward. Yeah. And that's what tipped the scales gotcha. to his termination. But they said with his with with like how the went down, there could have been a repeat behavior. With his track record? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And I guess this happened during the Rio Olympics, down where everybody was in real Rio and sexy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it must have been very incriminating <laughs> for one person to come forward and been like, he's out. Yeah. <laughs> he is out. Well, I was reading some of the things on him today, and I guess somebody said, like, one of the reports was that he had a, a button underneath his desk that locked his door from the inside if yeah. he walked in. And yeah. then another another one was like he, he sent a coworker like a sex toy and then told them in graphic detail what they should do with it. Oh boy. Yeah. I didn't read into those <laughs> at all. So yeah. quite possibly many allegations yeah. on his little on his track record there. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm just not sexually active enough, but I can't. Why would you do that? I don't know. Maybe he's just bored with the humdrum life of having sex with one person <laughs> and is just like looking out I don't know. to be dangerous. I, just can't, I don't know. I cannot wrap my head around like you have a super cushy job and like you're making a shit ton of money and then it's like, yeah, but I just want to put my sex on people. <laughs> like not like, yeah, not like try and have an affair. Just put my sex on people. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, an affair is still a shitty thing, but I think that's a step up from, like, pulling your dick out. Right. At least you went for it. Yeah. At least you were, at least you <laughs> you went, like, the noble cause <laughs> right. of having an affair as opposed right. to just pulling your dick out and being like, look, you're going to touch this. Yeah. Jesus. Ugh. <laughs> uh, the other person, JT, is Andrew Kreisberg. Uh, he's they got a, Christ? Yeah, that's right. Christ. Berg. Oh, God. Not Christ. But uh, he joins the Boys Club, and if you don't know who he is, he is the co-creator and producer of all of the Arrow, like, verse shows. Oh, no. From the CW. He's also done other things as well on, I think, another network. Maybe NBC? Can't remember. Anyway, big TV producer... Andrew yeah. Kreisberg is now well, joining the boys club. Should have seen it coming. Those shows just scream rape. <laughs> of your senses, anyway. <laughs> um, I also saw another thing of, like, Her- Geraldo Riviera stood up for Matt Lauer. And then of more- course he would. And then allegations came out against him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, everybody just shut your mouths. God. God. Fuck Geraldo Rivera. Yeah, Geraldo Rivera is really. the dumbest piece of shit he's a piece of crap he's got more personality in his facial hair than he does in himself <laughs> yeah and his facial hair is a douchebag yeah not even douchebag it's just like Geraldo Rivera's a dumb fuck <laughs> i'm just gonna say that <laughs> yeah he's no good he's no <laughs> he's good awful this one actually today got brought up at work the matt lauer one yeah because i work with almost specifically older ladies like 50 plus years old right yeah i'm not their demographic <laughs> but they brought this one up like, to me she's like not matt lauer yeah did you hear about matt lauer oh, but he was so nice and i was like yeah and then i explained what we call it the boys club and they really enjoyed that <laughs> so i think this so now is they're listening to the on. show yeah i got them coming on <laughs> now we are the demographic and so they really, they're going to pick that term up, I think, the boys club. The boys club, yeah. And then my boss, she was like, well, this is it. The women are going to run the world. And I'm like, I'm not worried about it because a woman has run my life since I've been born. So <laughs> just enough. everyone follow my lead. I'll show you how Fair it enough. works. Fair enough. Pretty okay. much, you could probably, like, if you wait, like, the next five to ten years, you could probably get a cushy acting job if you just don't. Fuck someone that says no. <laughs> I that's pretty much what it's coming down to now. I, I don't even know. I, I might get my own TV show in two years <laughs> because I because you're just a good person. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm a decent actor and I didn't fuck someone that said no. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that's a great point. There you go. Oh, maybe I should start doing it then. 
the pool's going to be that empty, just jump right in. There you go. Shit. Uh, well, speaking of the CW, uh, they had their big, huge crossover event this week. I think it, one more episode still might be going on of one of the shows. I don't remember. Crisis on Earth X. And from the crossover viewers that saw also Justice League, they said that this was the event to watch rather than Justice League. Because <laughs> it was better than whatever Justice League was. So that makes me kind of curious. I didn't watch any of those shows last year. Oh, no. I started watching Flash, and then I just was like, I'm bored. And then I just didn't watch any of them, right? But I did watch their crossover one that had, like, Supergirl and Arrow and all that stuff, and that was kind of fun. All right. They treat it like a big, fun, goofy event and leave all the BS out of it. Like, oh, that's all, good. All, like, the lovey-dovey stuff and all that kind of stuff. Like, get it out of there. Yeah. You have, like, a big action-y set piece across, like, four shows. There you go. I'm like, hey, I'm into that. Let's do it. Get on that CW app. Yeah, I'm not going to. Hey, I, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll tell you how it is next week. All right, sounds good. Um, Speaking of apps, JT, now, I'm not as a professional as you. Yeah. But I finally beat a Candy Crush level that I've been on for literally months All right. just the other day. Which what what are you on now? I am on like level a hundred something. Okay. It's like candy soda crush or whatever. Oh, uh, okay. I don't do those. But anyway, I was on level ninety eight for probably four months. <laughs> and I couldn't fucking beat it. And I finally did. And I like breathed easy. <laughs> For like days. Now I'm stuck on another level that I can't beat for of course. probably months. But it, it was a good feeling. I'm proud. I'm happy for you. Thank you. I'm happy. What level are you on on uh, Candy Crush? Did you just quit playing altogether? I don't know. I do it every once in a while. I think I'm like in the 1200s. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did a real spit take just then. I could pull it up real quick and... Yeah. Go into your next news. I'll tell you what number level I am on. I'm a, I play the regular Candy Crush. I'm right. OG. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I don't play it as much either. I just have it on my tablet. And so whenever I get my tablet, I don't waste time of playing. Yeah. But it was like on it for months. And Chelsea tried it. And it just be like, nah. It got so close to just spending money on it. Just to get no. that one extra move or whatever you no. need. And you're like, you never no, spend money. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, also, speaking of old ladies, what I brought up beforehand, I had to recently explain what the Black Friday merchandise <laughs> that some old lady bought in my department, that she had no idea what it was, but she bought it. So she bought a Roku, yeah, a Google Home, and an Amazon Fire That's Stick. a lot of shit. And she had no idea what any of it was, but she bought it because it was a good deal. Oh, good for her. And she's like, so what does a Roku do? And I'm like, well, it does this and this and this. And she's like, huh? What if I just have Dish? And I'm like, why'd you fucking buy a Roku then? <laughs> I hope you said that exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I didn't say, why'd you fucking buy a Roku? But then I didn't even bother to explain what an Amazon Fire Stick was because I just want, didn't want to be like, well, it's kind of like a Roku. Yeah, you pretty much just bought the same thing twice. <laughs> and then she's like, well, what does a Google Home do? I'm like, well, you can, can voice control everything. It's just like a little 
Siri pretty much. She's like, huh, how much is it? Like, I don't know, usually $60, $65 maybe if you get the small one. Oh, I bought for $20. i am keeping that. I'm like, fine. I don't, I don't yeah, care. You're going to have this really cool piece of plastic that <laughs> you pay less money than usual for. Ugh. So I can't wait until she comes back and like after Christmas be like, I don't know how to use any of this stuff. You lied. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. Go watch yeah. Dish Network. I don't care. <laughs> I'm on level 2177. 2177? <laughs> they yeah. make that many levels? Gee, look. Yeah, I see it. Chris. How? I just got... There was like a long period of time where I would just... I think there was a lot of road trips where I was like riding with people when I was like first started wrestling. So I would just play it. Jesus. <laughs> you are... A king among men. I'd try. 2177. <laughs> that smoked your 1200 or whatever you said before. I know. I couldn't even. I haven't played it in so long. I couldn't remember what number <laughs> I was on. You couldn't even remember that you were a thousand levels past that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see what we got. Um, speaking of. Coco. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, it's expected to top the weekend box office once again yeah. this upcoming weekend. Last weekend, with a five-day Thanksgiving Day weekend total, made $72.9 million. I did hear it dethroned Justice League. It did. And it's looking to get number one also this weekend, because I don't think there's any big releases, at uh, $25 million. Right on. Being at about roughly 50% what it made the last actual weekend. I do want to see it. I've heard nothing but good things about it so far. Me too. I've also heard nothing but great things. Yeah. I've heard the short before it, though, is I, it's dog yeah, shit. Yeah, I heard it's dog shit, and it's super long. It's like 20, 20 minutes, minutes long. And it's like a Frozen one. I yeah. Think. I'm like, Yo, Frozen, get out of here. You've had your yeah. chance. Now beat it. Well, good. Now I can show up later for the movie, then. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I heard Coco was great. I like I didn't like have any interest in seeing it, but like with all the praise that it's getting, I'm like, yeah, maybe I should. Yeah, I've heard like I've heard it's like a tearjerker though. Like it's oh, it's yeah? got like that pull your heartstrings kind of like Inside Out and uh, Toy Story Three does. Okay, all right. But I'm I'm up for. It. I want to see it. Me too. Me too. Um, and with the even with like Coco doing well. And Thor Ragnarok doing well this uh, box office 2016 year. Um, with Star Wars even added in the mix. With its highest projections, what it's going to make yeah. this year. It's domestically 2017 will be a lower box office than last year. Uh-oh. And last year had records of being low. Uh-oh. So what does that mean? We're moviegoers. Hey, maybe this movie pass might turn around. I've heard more millennials are going to movies now. That movie passes out. Great. More millennials going to movies. I think that's like the people that need to go though, right? Yeah. Like who I don't know. I feel like there's like a a slight group of people that's not going. Is it millennials? I think so, because they're more about like streaming and stuff. Sure. But they still don't want to see like a big theater romp. So I, like we're technically millennials, we're on the yeah upper but, end of it. <laughs> I don't know. We're more, we're, but we're more moviegoers than like the normal person, though. I think. 
Because we have true. nothing to do in our town. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of movies, JT, still on that movie train, Ridley Scott. Did you hear about the reshoots? In the Boys Club? Oh, no. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> because of the Boys Club. Yeah. Christopher Plummer was added to all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. And all the reshoots were done in a matter of weeks to oh, replace all of the scenes with Kevin Spacey in it with Christopher Plummer and it's done and the trailer is out. <laughs> and the people asked like Ridley Scott how he did it and how he expected to even pull it off and he's like because I'm good at what I do. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I'm like okay, well you did make like some stinker alien movie not that yeah, long you ago. Just made god, it's so bad. <laughs> but he was. He said he was confident enough in his abilities. He already knew what the shots were going to be. He just needed his take on it, Christopher Plummer's take on it, and then go and just like get it done, slap a trailer together, and it's going to be out by next uh, next month. And there I'm like, you go. All right. I I guess he knows what he's doing. But he what? And he even like finished like a few days early from the. His projections. Oh shit! So I'm like, Jesus, really, Scott. I hope there's like a, di- I hope there's like a distinct difference in the shots. <laughs> like it's like anytime Christopher Plummer's on there, there's snow outside. Like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty great. That'd be amazing. <laughs> or at some point, there's like a floating Christopher Plummer head over Kevin Spacey. <laughs> totally mustache. Someone like jib jabbed him over Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um uh two little more bits of news, JT. Yeah. Uh I've started making whiskey again. Oh. Uh my last venture into it didn't really turn out all that well after the waiting period. Yeah, you say you didn't get a lot out of it. Here was what my problem. I think I well, I only put one bottle in this like little barrel, right? Yeah. And so Above that liquid line, it dried out the rest of the barrel. And so when I turned it to get more charcoal, like, uh, absorption in it or whatever. Yeah. Like, the wood just absorbed the alcohol or all the liquid. Oh, shit. And so this time, I filled the barrel completely with liquor. There you go. So I have a huge bottle of just liquor in there. Yeah. Two 750s. Okay. And then I still had room left, and so I put Everclear in it <laughs> to top it off because that was the only like other non-flavored alcohol I had. And then I put whatever else I needed into, and I'm just letting it age. It should be done at the end of January. Okay. But it's and I put it in a cupboard. It's not out in the open where sun can hit it. So like I'm hoping there's no like angel share evaporation of the booze and there's still and the barrel stays wet i'm hoping all that happens so keep it nice and wet keep it nice and wet (laughs) so hopefully and it's supposed to uh taste somewhat akin to jim beam one of my favorite liquors look forward to it me too so come january come january uh what comes is there any movie oh black panther comes out in february there you go i mean we'll Taste to test it then on the show. Very nice. Should put you on the floor. Because <laughs> that Everclear <laughs> is going to knock. It, it'll bump it up to its like 
I think it's like uh, 80 proof right now. I think that's right. 80 proof? <laughs> I don't fucking know what anything is anymore. <clears throat> Regardless, one last bit of movie news left, JT. Marvel, after Avengers 4, yeah, the untitled Avengers movie, uh, Kevin Feige's come out and said there is 20 more movies uh, in some sort of production after Avengers 4. Jesus. 20. But I also heard that they're after Avengers 4, they're pretty much wiping the slate clean yeah. of like everyone, and they're just starting completely fresh. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to like speculate on that a little bit, because... I don't know what that means, and I don't think 20 movies are going to be made. Probably I think not. they have an idea on a whiteboard, and that's they're in production. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, what I speculate is, they're not going to reboot everything. No. And in fact, I think they're just going to have a very loose structure, maybe not have a lot of connective tissue at all. Yeah. And have just single standalone movies, and maybe like parts one and two here or there. But, like, stuff that kind of just stands up on its own, mm-hmm. doesn't connect to much at all, and just has, like, little adventures of all these other characters out there. Because I think it'd be a little too early just to reboot everybody again and have a new Iron Man, Captain America, and well, all that I don't that think they're going to reboot. Like, in my opinion, I don't think they're going to reboot. I think they're just going to... They might try and uh, have the same universe, but bring in, like, different characters from Marvel in general. Yeah. But, I mean, at this point, there's not, like, a ton of heavy hitters left. You know what I mean? It'd be, like, weird characters. Yeah, but I feel like Marvel can get away with that now that they've, like, they've got Guardians of the Galaxy Yeah. to a to a certain extent where, like, people are, like, all about that. Sure. I mean, I'm just hoping they and get I'm, Fantastic Four. Because <laughs> that'd I'm be pretty great. Pretty sure <clears throat> Spider-Man's going to be around for another, for a couple other movies still, too. Like, yeah. they can kind of maybe... Use him as the foundation to build off of. Yeah. To uh, maybe get these other characters over. Yeah, that's true. I'm just trying to... So who knows? Who knows? I have no idea. But um, do you think they're going to have, like, a big connective, like, through line through all these movies, just like they have been doing for the last ten ah, years? I think so. Well, that's kind of their bread and butter right now, is that they've got, like... They might be more standalone, but I think there's, they're still going to have that thread that you can still kind of pull your way through where if you invest in all of them, there's going to be a big payoff for you at some point. Sure. And if they do the 20 movies, let's say they do do 20 of them, that's another 10 years yeah. if they put two out a year. Yeah. But I think they're putting three out a year, aren't they, starting next year? They've, I think they've been doing about three every year. Man, I they did even three tell this you. year. What was it? Thor. They did Thor, Spider Man, and Guardians Two. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Hmm. Well, we'll see, won't we? Come 2019, after Avengers Four drops. Yes. <laughs> That's the last of my news, JT. All right. Well, I'll. Tell me what you have. Act so surprised because you tell me. I do tell you. And then uh, this is my last bit of news. Hoping you'd pick up your phone and have it on deck, ready to go. Sorry if I had Candy Crush pulled up for some reason. (laughs) Wave your big Candy Crush dick in my face. Twenty-one (laughs) seventy-seven. What kind of stuff they doing in level twenty-one seventy-seven anyway? 
I don't know. It's a lot of it's a lot of like shitty levels where it's like the stuff that you have to hit is like on the outside of the board and you have to like get a bunch of like one oh. like those striped ones that yeah. like so it's like you have to like use them to hit the stuff that's not on the board. Like it's it kind of sucks actually. It's not really yeah. fun. Yeah. That sounds like it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's not fun. It's not fun for anybody. Uh Troy, we kept up with Ghosted. That was one of your main shows that you talked about wanting to stick to. No. All right. So you're a liar. Um, <laughs> but yeah. uh, uh, apparently Fox has ordered more episodes of Ghosted. Good deal. So they'll be catch up at some point. They'll be there for me to binge someday. <laughs> and uh, I guess they hired a new showrunner who was an EP on The Office. Uh, Andrew Kreisberg. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> But I I didn't see who the actual EP was, but no, I think that would be Greg a... Greg Daniels? Uh, Did he do The Office? Uh, Paul Lieberstein. Lieberstein. Oh, that's the guy who played Toby. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, then he's the showrunner for, uh, for Ghosted now. Solid. I'm into it. Toby was, like, uh, one of the head writers for a while, too, for The Office. Yeah. And I didn't know that unless you listen to, like, the commentary to some episodes. <laughs> and <clears throat> it's funny to hear, like, yeah, when I was in the writer's room, we would, <laughs> when we would do, me and Mindy and, uh, whatever, Ryan, <laughs> the, BJ, <laughs> would be, like, talking about blah, 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 blah. Like, it's so weird. I don't know. For me, it's just weird to have, like, a writer-actor thing. I don't know why. Eh, well, I don't know, it might work out better because you actually would want to deliver the lines that you've I suppose. <laughs> written. I suppose. But hey, that might breathe some new life into the show. Might actually get me watching. Because I was not a big fan of that no, you pilot. you were not. <laughs> <laughs> was not a fan of the pilot. Uh, Troy, the 2019 live-action Mulan. Oh, go ahead. Don't ask me about any of the other shows we did because I didn't keep up with them either. Fair enough. Uh, the live-action Mulan coming yeah. out in 2019. They found their Mulan. Okay. Uh, Chinese actress Lee Yifai. Great. Yeah, I think she was in some Chinese Jet Li shit. And... <laughs> Speaking of Mulan, yeah, <clears throat> just rewatched that over this last weekend. Oh yeah, that's right. We put it on for Macy as we were like, doing stuff around the house. Yeah. Not that she gets anything out of it at this point anyway pretty good it's got some catchy songs in it oh yeah Mo- molly pop is a big <clears throat> fan of mulan she'll play play she plays the man out of you make a man out of you song yeah on the road that's trips the one i'm all thinking time. of like, yeah stronger than the force <laughs> <laughs> but like i don't know it's not one of my favorites but uh yeah, i don't remember too much from it yeah it's it's all right it's i don't know it's no Bambi. Yeah. And or over the weekend, no uh, Molly Pop bought The Lion King, so we watched that back. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's still so good. Yeah. I've seen that one the most, I think. Yeah. We've got pretty much, like, all of them. Like, that. We've got that, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Nice. We're gonna... We're stockpiled full of <laughs> Disney. And we're two adults. <laughs> um... Troy, I guess, did you hear about the trailer for Jurassic World Dark Kingdom? Apparently it'll be dropping tomorrow. Of course. 
So might be able to be able to talk about that. <clears throat> Great. Next week. Next week. I did see the teaser for the trailer. Did not see the teaser. I do not like It is those. dumb. I do it not is like dumb, those. dumb. I first cuz it's it like fits in like a Twitter video, right? That's yeah. how short it is. It's like <laughs> 6 seconds. And all it is is Chris Pratt like is that the one where he's like playing with a baby velociraptor or something? Yeah, that's it. That's what the teaser is. What the So f- then you did see it. I've heard of it. I like saw like clips where it's like uh Watch Chris Pratt play with the baby Velociraptor. Like, no, I don't care. Play with the baby dinosaur. Play baby dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. I'm like, that's it? Because at first I thought that was the trailer. Yeah. Because I wasn't paying any attention. I hate those so much. I do not watch the teasers for the trailers. Yeah. I'm a sucker. They're always like, <laughs> they're always like super short, and it's like, get ready. No. I'm not going to get ready for your proverbial get ready for a movie. (laughs) Uh, Troy, the National Board of Review, the movie, they pretty much uh, put out their votes for the best movies of the year before the Oscars get a hold of them. Uh Apparently they've said that the best film of 2017 is Steven Spielberg's The Post. Oh. Which might make it a front runner for the Oscars. Okay. Has that come is that out right now? I don't think it's out yet. Okay. But no, they've deemed it the best oh my word. of it. And I guess I also read somewhere that uh Logan was in its top ten. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. So who knows? Maybe that might have some award implications behind it as well. That'd be alright. I've also heard the post is good, and it, like, ironically, kind of, like, lines up with its whatever's going on now. I think it has to do with all the touching of girls, <laughs> doesn't it? Do you know what the post is about? No, oh, it's about uh, the Pentagon Papers. It's, oh, like, the yeah, shit with, yeah, like, yeah, Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, then when they were trying to, uh, like, it was, like, that big discussion whether or not they should uh, release them. Right. Like, oh, if we release these, the president might fucking have us arrested. Right. Because he's the goddamn not, president. Yeah. Not touching girls. More president stuff in yeah. the, that's in the news all the time. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Troy, you ever used Redbox? I've dabbled. Uh, Redbox came out with their most written movies of all time list. I think I might have heard this. Could I guess? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, they have. I've got the first fifteen. Oh my goodness! I want to say the number one most rented is uh shit, The Hunger Games or something, right? You are correct. Yes. <laughs> and the next one, ah oh, shit, is like. It's based on an old uh, TV show. Uh, 21 Jump Street. Yes. Is the third one like a, a comedy? Yes. We're the Millers. No. Damn it. It's got Jason Bateman in it. Uh, We're the Millers doesn't have Jason Bateman in it. Horrible no. Bosses? No. Identity Thief. The one with Melissa McCarthy. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Come on, Redbox. What the fuck are you? What's doing? number four though? I don't know. Number four, you should get. Did I already say it? No. <laughs> I don't know. Clue. The Avengers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Number nice f- clue. <laughs> number five is... Did I say it? Yeah, you did. Oh, We're the Millers? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. Uh, number six is The know. Heat. Okay. Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> okay. Melissa McCarthy just ro- rolling R- on this shit. Rocking that red box. Uh, number seven is uh, Denzel Washington. Uh, fences? Flight. All right. <laughs> uh, eight, whole bunch of comedians. Adam Sandler in particular. Uh, grown-ups? Yes. Get out of here. All right. I don't know what number nine is. Number nine is just go with it. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, number ten is, uh, Leo DiCaprio. Mounds of cocaine. Oh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. Uh, number eleven. I'm the captain now. Uh, um. Oh shit! I can't think of what that movie is. I I can see it. It's um. (laughs) I can't. Think of what the title of the movie is. Captain Phillips. Thank you. <laughs> All I wanted to say was Sully. <laughs> I knew that wasn't it. <laughs> the other Sully. Water Sully. 12 is The Hunger Games Catching Fire. Oh, okay. Uh, 13, World War Z. Okay. 14, Divergent. Okay. And 15, White House Down. God. Some weird ass fucking. I was hoping one of them would be like a weird like game rental. <laughs> Number seven, Call of Duty. Seven <laughs> yes. or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, Troy, are you excited about Jumanji? Um, not particularly. But would you be interested in seeing it 12 days before its actual release? No. <laughs> all right, well, for all you Did Amazon... Did you get us tickets <laughs> to go see it? For all you Amazon <laughs> Prime members out there, they're offering a deal where you can see Jumanji 12 days before it releases. I What's think the deal? They just have them up for people online. Oh. I think they have. I think they actually have a deal with AMC Theaters where you can see it 12 days early if you're an Amazon Prime member. I don't know if it'll... Resort to us in any way, because I can't see them opening a theater for Amazon Prime members out here in such a small area. And it's you and me that go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll watch you, Monji. You know what? That would be fun. We should just see if the AMC yeah. is doing it out here, and it ends up just being you and me that are there. <laughs> that would be great. Amazon Prime said you do it, so do it. We want to watch it 12 days before it comes out. <laughs> That would be great. That would be the best way to watch that movie. You and me only in the, in the theater, just yelling at the screen of things that we hate. I would love it. Flex more, The Rock. <laughs> uh, got some Last Jedi news, Troy. Okay. The runtime came out, and it's going to be the officially longest Star Wars film ever. 
Oh coming goodness. in at 152 minutes. Two and a half hours. Yeah. How long was Force Awakens? That'd be pretty close, right? I think it's a little over two hours. Okay. Oh they said the second longest one was Attack of the Clones was 142 hours. 142 hours? <laughs> Minutes. <laughs> God damn it. That would be a very long movie. Especially if it's Attack of the Clones. God. God. <laughs> it felt like 142 <laughs> hours. <laughs> be like 127 hours. I'd have to chop my arm off to get out of that bitch. <laughs> you can't leave the movie, Troy. I have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> just like hacking at my arm to get out of there. <laughs> I hate you! I hate you! Uh, God. Uh, news came out this week, Troy, that the James Franco multiple man movie will in fact be, and I quote, a hard R. <laughs> okay, sure. Trying to stick with that uh, rated R type film. I don't know. Does multiple man, does that warrant an R? Rating? It doesn't need to warrant an R rating unless they're doing something really bizarre with it. I don't know. There's like one good storyline with multiple man in it where like you find out like multiple man like runs like a detective agency and he sends just a bunch of himself out there to do a bunch of things at the same time. <clears throat> and then he ends up like trying to find all of his like clones of himself. And then one has been out for so long that it has like its own family. <laughs> and like once he was absorbed, like then he wouldn't ever be there again or whatever. Oh, God. So I wonder if they're going to do something like that, but that's like the only good multiple man story there ever has been. Yeah. And it like takes place over however many, and I've never read it. I just know about it, but so like when he clones himself, does, do they have like different personalities? Yeah. Okay. Well, not like drastic. Not it's not like multiplicity where yeah. they're like, <laughs> but it's like they just start getting dumber. <laughs> yeah. But they ha they're like the same kind of guy, but they can like they don't all share like a hive mind. Okay. They all kind of go out and do whatever, but he, they can be dr like they kind of know where each other are. They're like drawn to each other. Yeah. But like once they're absorbed, they have all that information. Oh. At least I th I'm fairly certain that's how it works. But so we're gonna like, absorb like the guy that had the family and be like, man, his wife was a sweet lay. <laughs> also, I'm real sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Troy, have you heard of the movie Lady Bird? Yeah, and apparently it's really good. Yeah, it 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 is uh, got the record as the best reviewed movie of all time on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's rocking that 100. percent Yeah, is it still? I 100%? believe so. Look it up live. Look it up live. Uh, lady, because I thought uh, I heard that the only other movie w to do this is like Toy Story Two has a hundred percent. Really? Maybe. Who knows? Lady Bird still rocking that hundred percent. Oh shit! Yep, I'm gonna look up Toy Story Two as well. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story Some dickhead to have done something. Nope, still has 100%. Oh, shit. Yep. So there you go. So may, look out, we might have to uh, do a review for Lady Bird. See if it's really as good as they say it is. Lady Bird audience score of 87%. <sighs> uh -oh. Look out. Bad Mom's Christmas, 27%. <laughs> Daddy's Home 2, 16%. <laughs> 
Coco, 97%. Hey. Audience score, 96%. Oh. Look at that. That's better than Ladybird. That's right. Statistically, anyway. <laughs> uh, Got some Bendy Mendy news, Troy. What is he up to? Our old boy, Bendy Mendy, put it out there that he said that he would... Wouldn't mind playing Doctor Doom if they ever bring oh back Fantastic my God. Four. What do you think of Bendy Mendy as Doctor Doom? Yeah, I would take that. I think he'd be a pretty sweet Doctor Doom. Plus, he's like, like older, and I feel like that makes like a bigger, like I'm like it makes him feel like more of a tyrant, I guess. Oh yeah. Than like uh, whatever Julian McMahon. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or the other guy who was in Fan Four Stick. The crash test dummy looking dude. I don't remember what his name was. Yeah. God. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Yeah, I feel they'd be okay. Yeah. If ever good. they decide to make a Fantastic Four movie that's worth a damn, I guess they can do Doctor Doom again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again. You know what? The best portrayal of Doctor Doom that ever was, was the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie. Oh, you've said this. I'll go on record. To your grave, you'll be To my grave. (laughs) That as of 2017, the best Doctor Doom portrayal in live action has been the Roger Corman Doctor Doom. Damn it all. From that shitty, shitty Fantastic Four movie. Oh, bless it. To my grave. Gee, okay. <laughs> God. <clears throat> uh, I guess Mystery Science Theater 3000 got another season for Netflix. Did you ever finish that first Never one? Never did. Neither did I. I watched the first episode and it was all right. Yeah, I didn't, I couldn't get into the first episode. And I was trying to like, see if I could like watch more to see if it could like grow on me. But I never felt compelled to. So, I just... Yeah, I don't know. It's just... I couldn't get into it. They're too long episodes to, like... Yeah. I mean, it's one thing where it's, like, it comes out weekly, and we're 13. (laughs) (laughs) In my mom's basement. Yeah. Waking up and being like, oh, shit, yeah. On sci-fi? Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. When you're, like, 30. Yeah, when you're 30 and you're trying to binge watch them, and you're like, (laughs) ugh. Fuck this. I'd rather make fun of this. Yeah, I'd rather make fun of this on my own. <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you. Like another movie we might make fun of tonight. Yes. Book of Henry. <laughs> uh last bit of news, Troy, Justice League. We talked about it last week. Yeah. Apparently it's gonna lose Warner Brothers a shit ton of money. Oh god. <laughs> I What's uh, its calculated loss? I didn't see it on here, but I read a uh, report that uh, they're looking at about like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I saw anywhere from like a hundred to one hundred fifty mil that it would be in the red. Yeah, <laughs> which is not good. Not good. So not. we'll see. Hopefully, they're well. I don't know if you even feel like hopefully, but maybe it'll recoup some of those losses with like dvd sales or blu-ray sales or whatever 150 million dollars is a lot for a blu-ray sale though. yeah it is <laughs> that's asking for a lot yeah that's like Especially you'd have for to... a ho-hum movie yeah 
for yeah for blu-ray you'd have to expect people to buy them and break them right away and then buy them again <laughs> to make that money back yeah well uh, whatever <laughs> but yeah that's uh that's all my news i do have a bit though oh my goodness uh shit i should probably pull it up gotta pull up that at uh that theme the can't theme. forget about that theme, baby. Can't forget about that. He's put so much work into it, I'd feel bad yeah. if we didn't use the Neil Bits theme that we're going to play right now. People dying, it's the pit. <coughs> to Neil's Bits. Yep. So, uh, what's your... Uh... I, we gotta wait, oh. Troy. Oh, I forgot the song is so fucking long. Yeah, we gotta wait for the song to get done. So it must be over. No, no, hold on. Okay, now it's done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Neil. It's too good. You have such a great sense of humor. You have such a good sense of humor, Neil. (laughs) We love you so much. Uh, The father Uh, of Ron Howard. Oh. Rance Howard uh, passed away at age 89 this past week. 89. Yeah. I guess he was a he was an actor. Like he had like small roles in uh like smaller films. Uh well not smaller films but ah, trying to like see what Actually, I think I listened to it was like a Mark Marin or a Nerdist or something along those lines with Ron Howard. Yeah. And it did and he kind of went over his whole career from when he started acting when he was a kid. Yeah. Because he got into it because of his, like, parents. Because I think they were yeah. both uh, in, like, show business or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, his dad got him on to his, like, f- one of his first, like, um, directing jobs. Mm-hmm. Because he knew Roger Corman. <laughs> Speaking of him, <laughs> and he like, and then Roger Corman took him under his wing and like told him how to do it, and then he got on to make his own like little oh, thing or whatever. Right on. So yeah, yeah, it was Ron Howard's an interesting cat. Yeah, because he was like a a child actor. Oh he yeah, like yeah, he was Griffith. in Happy. Yeah, he was in Happy Days. Yeah, he was in Happy yeah, Days in as Happy a teen. Days. Yeah, Andy Griffith when he was a boy. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, I guess he was an Andy Griffith. And he was. Pretty sure it's Andy Griffith. But anyway, he was in, like, also the Music Man musical movie as well as the little kid with a lisp. Oh. It's like, he was, like, I don't even know. Jesus. Eight, eight years old in that movie? God. Yeah. But, no, I've, I've seen Rance Howard and other stuff. Like, here's a picture of him. Oh, I've, yeah. I've yeah, definitely so I've, seen him yeah. and stuff. He's, he's, like, the older guy in, like, smaller roles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But... So there you go. The uh, father of Ron Howard, Rance Howard, dying at 89. It's a shame. It is a shame. But, but 89 is a good. Such is life. Yep, that's a that's a good, good. long life. Mm-hmm. Once you get once you get into that like that 80 mark, then you won. You won life. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm looking up Andy Griffith's show just so I can have peace of mind. Uh, yes, Ron Howard played Opie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. There you have it. So there you go. That's the, the only bit I got. Are you done? So, yeah, I'm done. It's done. We're done. 
There you go. That's the uh, sound of our son. JT, do you have any more than one? <laughs> I have a collection uh, that revolve around one particular thing. I have then two to add to that. Okay. Because I also saw bits of these. Okay. Uh, well, I saw the... Out of the, I think they're putting out like small trailers for all their episodes, but I saw three of them for the uh, Black Mirror season four. Yep, I think it's four. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know, four or five. I don't remember. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they put out. Uh, I saw a trailer for Archangel, Crocodile, and uh, Black Museum. I saw the one for Archangel and Crocodile. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I must have like I don't get anything from Crocodile. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't remember anything of it now. <laughs> I read and a, I saw it like thirty minutes. I ago. read a little bit about it, and it's kind of like a thing where they they have technology to uh, extract your memories, and they use it to try and solve a murder. But then they like start seeing like other things that they probably shouldn't be looking at. Crocodiles, maybe. Ooh, scary technological advanced mm. crocodiles or the black mirror twist yeah but uh yeah out of the two out of the three that i saw i think the one that stuck out the most to me was black museum not because that was just the one that i saw before we started right but uh it looked like there were like exhibits in it when she when this woman goes into the museum that it looks like elements from previous episodes of black mirror oh okay like there is a they they showed like a dummy wearing the uh suit of the guy with the shotgun from White Rabbit. Okay. And uh there were some other things too. But then like they do like this whole thing where he's like leading her to like the main exhibit and then she like looks horrified. Huh. Okay. So it's a little uh So I don't know. I don't know if it's like supposed to be like a big episode that ties a bunch of things together from previous Black Mirror episodes or what, but hmm. I don't know, I'm curious. Yeah. Hmm. Because this is a kind of a thing where I don't want them to really cross over mm-hmm. so much. But if, like, they just make, like, little nods, be like, eh, it's fun that this was in, like, that episode. And then I'll be oh, like, yeah. that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't need them to, like, go into, like, these all happen in the same oh, universe. Yeah. Like, I know they've done some things where, like, they use, like, the same company names for certain things. Like, especially if it's, like, a episode that's, like, memory-related. Like, they'll kind of use, like... The same company name, mm. but yeah, I don't know. I'm I I'm can't wait. I'm a huge fan of Black Mirror. Me too. I want to watch the heck out of it. Watch the shit out of it. Um, I actually really thought the Archangel one was a little unnerving. Now that I have now that your father <laughs> <laughs> looks like uh just this woman getting super paranoid about keeping her kids safe and stuff. Yeah. Oh God. Both me and Chelsea were like, oh, God. <laughs> we held each other and cried. Yeah. We're like, just looked at the little baby and it looked back at us going. <laughs> that's how she laughs now for whatever reason. <sighs> I also saw like another trailer for The Crown. Oh, yeah. Um, it deals with um, Matt Smith's character. Yeah. It's like, like, it looks like the crown might go, like, and tell his story 
a little bit in like ep- maybe an episode or two from like when he was a kid oh, to sweet. where he went to the army and now where he is now. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. Yeah, because so. it kind of just starts out with him like just basically being betrothed or whatever to her. Yeah. You don't get, you know, I don't, from what I remember, you don't get too much on him besides like verbally saying like, I was in the service. Yeah. Now I'm going to marry you or some shit. But yeah, you got to actually see like a kid actor playing him, a younger version of him when he's in the army. Oh, cool. So yeah, hopefully it uh, looks pretty good. But the big one that dropped. The big, massive. Oh my God. Dump. The big, massive nut that I had in my pants. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty okay. sure I heard you orgasm from my work. <laughs> and that was from my work. Yeah. So that was, <laughs> that was, that was impressive. <laughs> uh, the Avengers Infinity War trailer dropped. Yeah. Like a sensual, naked oh, woman. God. All right. On to your mind boner. <laughs> oh, my God. This trailer, I've watched this trailer like four or five times already. Oh, yeah. Um, some good things to point out already. Thanos looks already a thousand times better than Steppenwolf. God, yeah. Jesus. He looks like a brute. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah. Like, uh, some a lot of people are saying it looks like Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of, like, after that, I was like, eh, yeah, he kind of does. But I think without, like, his armor on, I thought his head looked like a nutsack. Oh, yeah, I saw you put that. And then I replied to your tweet saying, at least he's not as, at least Deathstroke looks worse. Then I hash, then I hashtagged Ed Hardy, Jack Frost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I like that they also brought back the Avengers theme, which we haven't heard in oh, yeah. the trailer. I and really... they blared the fuck, like, they, like, yeah. hit those notes, like... Yeah, make sure you're really listening. Um, uh, So Thanos looks great. Get to see a lot of uh, what looks like a lot of Wakanda stuff. So that's going to carry over from Black Panther, it looks like. Yeah, it looks like this movie might turn into a little bit of a war film even. Uh Like like, these two big groups like running at each other. Like I was like, oh shit, like this, this feels like a lot more stakes than just like the six of them beating up a shit ton of robots. Yeah. Like, this feels like they need an army behind them to actually get this shit done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, from the looks of it, it looks like Thanos can take out all the Avengers by himself without oh, yeah. even the gauntlet complete. punches the fuck out of Tony Stark! <laughs> and, it, like, he crushes, like, Spider-Man in it. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, bum, <laughs> fucking bum-rushes Tony Stark in his... Plows his ass like over. He stands there and takes it too. He's like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, you get to see like, it's like ripping the stone out of uh, vision. Vision, like, oh fuck, yeah, yeah that, looked, that looked really cool. And also, yeah. you get to see like Vision as Paul Bettany, like, yeah, like, like he looks like he's like getting like a little more human. Like, way more human. Yeah. Just, like, looks like Paul Bettany just didn't want to do the makeup that day and showed up on set. Just put a dumb glowing rock on my forehead. (laughs) So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Spider-Man's in his suit that you see at the end of Homecoming. It didn't look dumb in this, though. Yeah, I'm I'm still not, like, a fan of the design. 
But it looks good in motion. Yeah. Like, it looks like a practical suit you would wear if you're going to go into a situation where I might get fucked up. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't wear spandex if I'm trying to web-sling around, like, a fucking big propeller. Yeah, or whatever this is. <laughs> yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, it looks... I like how the eyes glow in it. Yeah. That looks really cool. Um... Who else? What else? The Hulkbuster's back in it. Yep, Hulkbuster's back. There's a few people that you don't see. You don't see Hawkeye or Ant-Man. Or... It looks like Doctor Strange is a big part of it. They show a lot of him in there. Mm Mm-hmm. And Wong, too. Wong's by his side. Doing more magic than it looks like Doctor Strange. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that, tra- that trailer had more magic in- than it did in Doctor Strange. <laughs> this is going to be the comparison. Uh-huh. I find it interesting that um, the Hulk is on Earth, but Thor is not. Yeah, I'm curious what that's going to be. Or oh, Loki that's... having the cube. Yeah, or what his role is going to be, because it looks like he turns on everybody again. Yeah. Or who knows. Um, and I don't know what kind of role the Guardians or Thor are going to have in it. I don't know. Like, at all. Because they don't you ever... Maybe they're trying to keep that separated. Yeah. But, I don't know. It looks... It looks pretty friggin' sweet. Yeah. I just love Josh Brolin's voice. Like, he seems like such... He has, like, such an imposing voice. Yeah. And he, like, even lowers his register even more. Yeah. It seems like. So I was like, oh, my God. Just really spooky yeah i don't know just thanos seems like he has like a swagger about him where it's like he just knows he's got this one already i know it's like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i'm super pumped for it Mm -hmm. um so a question i have for you jt yeah what uh now with we're gonna be reviewing the punisher later but when avengers infinity war comes out do you think that the Marvel Netflix stuff is going to make mention of this happening? Because it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it looks like shit gets fucked. So like in this. I was on Twitter cuz it's like a one of the Twitter moments things on here and there's <laughs> some funny ones in there about like if the defenders would like make notice of all of the shit happening <laughs> in their so-called quote connected universe. Yeah. And one guy tweeted I'm excited for Infinity War and super excited for the way Marvel's Netflix series are definitely 100% going to address it and not just going to toss in some throwaway lines to maintain the kabuki of coexisting with (laughs) the green guy and Hammer Boy. (laughs) Remember, nutsack face? (laughs) And then another guy said, I can't wait for the Netflix Marvel shows to call Infinity War the second incident. (laughs) (laughs) oh shit (laughs) and then (laughs) there's uh there's one more it's more of like a visual joke but it's like i I retweeted it if you guys want to see it um it says the avengers are fighting a big purple alien and new york is getting destroyed meanwhile the defenders are sitting at a dinner table talking like they were in the defenders (laughs) Oh, it's the best. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I hope they make mention of it and yeah. have it not completely separated. Yeah. Because that would be like... A pretty, this is a pretty big deal. Yeah. 
Like, I there am... is some very visual-looking rubble <laughs> around New York. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I hope they just aren't completely separating everything out. I'm yeah. fairly confident Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to at least speculate about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love... Like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is definitely going to wonder what's what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, I, I'm just seeing little snippets of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Looks like now they're in space in season five. Oh, Jesus. So, like, who knows what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I don't watch it, so. Yeah. Tell me. I, I don't watch it anymore. It's <laughs> <sighs> too bad. Actually, I listened to uh, Dinosaur Neil's Credits Due uh, oh, yeah. show so today, and uh, they brought up how well Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. handled the Winter Soldier stuff. Like, yeah. That's probably, like, that was, like, when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was their best, was when they were, like, dealing with the whole fallout from Winter Soldier. That was, like, first season, wasn't it? It was, like, the middle of first season. Right. Like, right, it, was a, right. it was, like, the last half of the first season. Right. But that, that was, like, when they were, like, around their best. All right. Sweet deal. I am too far behind that I'll never catch up, and I won't try. Fair enough. I'm, I've given up on it already. So. <laughs> That's it. Infinity War looks pretty great. That's it. Looks like a big bombastic adventure. It looks fun. Mm-hmm. I'm for it. Me too. Well. Speaking of Marvel, do you want to just get into the Punisher then? or do you I wanna... feel like we should do Punisher last. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll dive into the ridiculousness that is our leftover turkey. Yes. Yes. What For the Colin Trevorrow directed classic, The Book of Henry. Yes. Uh, if anyone isn't familiar, our leftover turkey episode, if you're already, if you're listening this far, <laughs> we take one of the worst rated and reviewed movies of the year and review it for fun. Mm-hmm. So June 16th, <laughs> 2017. Summer uh, release. <laughs> the Book of Henry debuted in a limited release, I think of only 13 theaters. Yeah. Then a few weeks later had a wider release of maybe like a, uh, a thousand or so. Okay. Uh, its budget of $10 million only domestically grossed $4.28 million. <laughs> this did not have a worldwide release. Oh my it God. It only had a domestic release from what I saw. Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 21% aggregated uh, review of Rotten. (laughs) Uh, IMDb has it at a 6.5 out of 10. Jesus. And Voodoo. (gasps) You might want to sit down. Stand up and sit down for this. Okay. I'm going to act like I'm standing. Great. Maintain the illusion. Yes. (laughs) 4.4 4.4 out of 5. Jesus! <laughs> right? Right? The Unacceptable. <laughs> so, there's a reason why The Book of Henry is one of the worst reviewed and rated movie of the year. Yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, to go on to Colin Trevorrow, his big claim to fame was he directed Jurassic World. Yes. Which... I, I think I also heard somewhere that, like, he was kind of brought up as, like, Steven Spielberg's golden boy. Oh, really? Like, they he they kind of, like, like Steven Spielberg kind of gave him, like, his seal of approval. Like, he was, like, the new J.J. J. Abrams. Oh, uh, okay. So then, like, he made 
Jurassic World, huge financial hit. Everyone's on his side. They get him to do the next Star Wars. And then he's like, well, first of all, I'm going to do this passion project right. called The Book of Henry. Yeah. And uh, after that, they were like, oh, this guy is clinically insane. We should <laughs> not invest all this money into him. <laughs> and I guess like while he was on the set of Star Wars, like I guess they like started filming Star Wars with him. And, like, I guess he was, like, a huge dick and was, like, super, like, had a big head about himself because he thought that he was untouchable. And yep, then he got fired and no one's ever heard of him ever since. <laughs> oh, Colin. Yeah. What a, what a, what a bad boy. <laughs> uh, JT, would you like to do me the honors of telling me what happened in the book of Henry? Jesus Christ. <laughs> this might just be just the whole movie in general. <laughs> Uh, we center on a child named Henry, who I guess is the smartest man alive. Yeah. <laughs> who uh, is basically taking care of his mom. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with her. She's just incompetent. <laughs> and uh, his little brother. And they, don't even, they never really said what happened to the dad, do they? No... They bring up a joke about alimony once. Yeah. So, divorced for a reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah, where uh, her boss played by, um, shit. Bobby Moynihan. Yeah, like, her, like Bobby Moynihan just, like, on an off-the-cuff conversation just says, Hey, why are you still working here? Aren't you getting alimony? <laughs> yeah. I was like, is that an appropriate conversation to have? <laughs> to be yelling across this restaurant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, Henry is a very smart kid who's, like, 11 or something and uh, finds out that the next-door neighbor girl might be being harassed in some way by her father, uh-huh. played by Hank. Yep. <laughs> from Breaking Bad. <laughs> and when uh, tragedy strikes the family, he must lead his mother to... Uh, take care of said situation yes in a very strange manner very strange (laughs) uh this oh great job well thank you (laughs) this movie is tonally a roller coaster ride yeah it starts out like in opening credits right yeah very whimsical Mm -hmm. with like drawings of like it looks like da vinci drawings of like what could be in henry's notebook or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. of like little inventions and notes and doodles and pictures of his mom and all this other stuff yeah and then it starts out kind of lighthearted and do 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 i'm henry i'm a real bright i'm a real bright kid and i'm yeah whatever need to stay in the regular classes so i yeah. don't first doesn't henry kind of come off as a dick sometimes yeah he does like that kid where like He's younger. He's like 11 or something. And they do those like reports about like how he wants to be the Olympic gold medalist in dodgeball. And then Henry makes it a point in his report to not only talk about his what he like wants his legacy to be, but also shits on that kid's report. (laughs) Well, that kid's an idiot. First off, he is an idiot. (laughs) But I guess he also was 11. Yeah. But I mean, you shouldn't just shit on 
Like you don't try and dream. Yeah, you don't like try and give your <laughs> like. I don't think I ever had a report where I tried to give myself an A by like saying that your report was shitty. <laughs> <laughs> like, in comparison, my report is that much better. Yeah, because this fucker doesn't know that you don't get a gold medal in dodgeball. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is kind of a, I don't know, but everyone still treats him, like, as an adult, which is weird. Even, like, the principal at one point, like... Even his mom? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, his mom. I That's a whole conversation I want to oh, save yeah. till a later. But, yeah. like, he, like, storms into the principal's office at one point. And calls her by her first name. And it's like, ram- going on a rampage, right? And she, the principal, is just sitting there taking it like it's just another person. <laughs> when, like, you're a kid. Get the fuck out of here, kid. Don't talk to me that way. Sure, you might be a bright kid, but I'm technically your boss, okay? Yeah. Right now, I'm the principal. Get back yeah. in class. I'm an authoritative figure. Guess what? You failed. You're expelled. <laughs> yeah. You can't talk to me that way. Yeah. Get out of here, kid. Also, you failed. Or whatever it is. Yeah. You failed. Uh, so the mother... <laughs> Very... Uh, a loosely... Loosely based title. Yeah. I... More like old child. <laughs> yeah, because while... Henry is, like, balancing their checkbook and, like, going over stocks and their all their finances at a desk. The mom is, like, playing, like, Gears of War. Yeah. Like, super playing Gears of War. Like, religiously. Yeah. Like, she even, like, leaves the youngest kid in the bathtub alone. Yeah. While makes, she goes yeah. downstairs and plays Gears of War. She makes him yell state capitals to make sure he's not drowning. Yeah. So she can go downstairs and play Gears of War. <sighs> so, <laughs> here's my train of thought on this, right? Okay. Coming from a father's perspective. I feel that Henry is to blame for this <laughs> because... He's smart enough. He should be smart enough to know that he is enabling this behavior. Uh oh. So the mom realizes if she can get away with it, and she's not like the most responsible of all. She's a real person, right? Yeah. She works nine to five at like a shitty waitressing job. Oh right? yeah. But she, she know she's leaning hard on Henry to like figure out Very all the hard, hard. stuff yeah. because he's a genius, right? Yeah. So he does it. And doesn't say anything ever about it. Yeah. And so it just steamrolls into this thing where she's now the child and Henry's like, not necessarily the caretaker because the mom still makes money for the family or whatever. Yeah. But like Henry is like the head of the household. Yeah. But in all honesty, Henry's making money for the household too. Like he's made a shit ton of money for that. Like yeah. he's on the phone, like on a payphone, talking about like after stocks? after shit goes after shit goes down. Like I don't know if you want to spoil it for people. Should we even care if we spoil this? No. Okay. So after Henry <laughs> dies, <laughs> she gets this letter in the mail. Which, why the fuck is Bobby Moynihan reading her mail? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> but. She gets this letter in the mail that Bobby Moynihan gives her saying that he has gotten $670,000 from stocks. Yeah. 
So which that's not a thing. You're not smart enough to do stocks. <laughs> if you were smart to do, if if people were smart to do stocks, there wouldn't be stock brokers. There'd be stalkers. <laughs> but earlier in the movie, you do hear Henry on the phone talking about trading stuff. So I figure like he's responsible for that. Yeah, like he's he's playing the stock market. But right. you're not there's no such thing as being smart enough to do stocks and be good at it. You're just it's unless like a lottery. Unless you're Henry. F- okay, f- oh my god. <laughs> I mean, Henry is a genius. <laughs> okay. By all means, I I apologize. <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry that I did not I did not depend on the intelligence of a kid who thought the best thing to do to cheer his brother up is to fill the hallway with fake snow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie. <laughs> it's all over the place. Like, I... I uh, Well, one of my favorite messages I sent you today was, <laughs> this movie seems like six after-school specials threw up on each other. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because this movie is... Like, every idea that Colin Trevorrow had yeah. in one thing that don't belong together. Yeah, there's, like, there's bullying, there's uh, dependency issues, there's alcoholism at one point. Yeah. There's uh, death in the family, there's yeah. ab- abuse. Yeah. Like, all over the board. Like, just yeah. stick to one thing. Yeah. <laughs> and... The way it starts with, like, its whimsical little thing and the drawings and, like, it's, like, kind of bouncy or whatever. And it's kind of, like, playing fun with all the characters. And yeah. then all of a sudden it gets cripplingly sad. Yeah. With, like, the tumor that's in his brain. <laughs> and did I miss it? But, like, I think I missed the part where Henry... Died. Did it show where he died? No. Like the last scene they show of him, he's crawling towards the window saying, I want to see the sky one more time. And then they just cut to his mom sitting on a windowsill crying. All right, good. Then I yeah. didn't miss anything. They don't show him actually die. Because <laughs> I thought, like, after a little bit, because I got up and went to the bathroom once and I came back and I was watching it more and more and more. And I'm like, did I miss... Is he dead? Because he's not in the movie anymore. He's only talking on this tape recorder. Yeah. Which that tape recorder... It's like he fucking <laughs> knew the future. Yeah. It, like, she's having conversations with that tape recorder that's answering back. <laughs> that's not how tape recorders work. That does not happen like he, that. He, like, downloaded his consciousness into that tape. <laughs> into that, yeah, to that analog tape recorder. Yeah. Uh, so Henry, Henry realizes that the next door neighbor, uh, is a girl in his class and she is getting abused and you don't really know what is going on with that because he, he, that's when he busts into the principal's office, right? And says like, she's got bruises on her, whatever. Nobody's doing anything. Rubble, 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 rubble. Yeah. And then you realize that her dad is like the chief of police. Yeah. And so like, he's got cloud over everybody. Cause he's not only that, but his brother is in charge of child <laughs> services. <laughs> right. So there's no way. <laughs> no, <Nope>, not a way. <laughs> I even like said that to Molly pop today. And she was like, that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then you later find out that I took it. 
I'm fa- fairly certain this is right. That he was sexually abusing her? I think, yeah. Because there's that scene where, like, he's spying on their house. And, like, there's, like, that scene where, like, the dad is... He's, like, spying on the dad. And the dad's just, like, reading the paper in, like, sitting in the chair. And then, like, goes back up to the the, the girl in her room just, like, doing whatever. And then the door opens... And then he's like, what the hell? And then, like, goes back down, and then the dad's out of the chair. So it's like, so he just, on a whim, was just like, yeah. Oh, it's like past 9 o'clock. I better go beat my daughter. <laughs> like Sexually molested. Yeah. Like, how do you go from, like, casually reading the paper to beating and possibly raping your daughter, like, within the span of minutes? Where it's like, oh, shit, it's getting late. So the, so the <laughs> like, whimsy. What the fuck? So the whimsy that started this movie turns into cripplingly sad that now Henry has an yeah. br- inoperable brain tumor. Yeah, and, the and the next child <laughs> molestation <laughs> happening right not a door away. Yeah. And don't don't worry because the whimsical music does not stop. No, it doesn't. It keeps <laughs> going. Right, yeah, it keeps going. Like this movie still acts like it's a family film <laughs> even after Henry has a brain tumor and the next door neighbors being brutally raped by her father. Uh, yeah. At, at least molested. Yeah. We don't know if it's rape or molestation because they don't really say anything. But either yeah. way. At least not, being beaten. Not. Bru- yeah. He's bruising her. He's bruising yeah. her up. Yeah. Um, And then. So when he, Henry goes to the hospital. Now knowing that he's got some brain tumor in his head. That introduces a doctor, which then is around for the rest of the movie. Yeah, doctors don't do that. No, and even, like, if it is, like, a weird special case, it seems really weird that now he's just going to be a love interest for no reason. Yeah, and plus, look, like, my dad had, like, a triple bypass not too long ago, and, like, I ran into the doctor that did it at the gym one day, Uh and he, like, walked away from me hoping that I wouldn't say anything to him. <laughs> like, that's what doctors do. They're not going to yeah, be like, oh, shit. Yeah, I saved his life. I better make sure I'm constantly in his Because they'd be in, like, 19 people's different lives. Right. Yeah. Like, why would he just be like, well, yeah, you're your son. Yep, I, I want to be in your life now. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is your problem, dude? What? Yeah. You I got your own life. So... JT, I want you to go into the solution now that Henry has for his mother to rid the problem oh, of the molestation going the on. Common, the common solution that usually anyone should rush to right. when they see... Yeah, uh, go buy a high-powered sniper rifle <laughs> at a gun store and shoot him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because there's no other possible there's solution. There's no other possible solution. He even says it in his journal. Right. The little kid points at it. Yep. Is there, there's got to be another way. Turns a page. There is no other way. Because <laughs> <laughs> even the journal that he writes is like talking to them in real time. Yes. All of this shit is way <laughs> too convenient. It's so... <laughs> Henry proposes his plan to his mother to go bust into a gun store and to purchase this not even bust in she walks in and then 
Okay, so when Henry is, like, devising the plan, right. he just happens to go into this gun store <laughs> when this mobster is using this hot, like, this mob boss's name right. to get a deal on a gun without having to have a license. Right. So then, of course, gives that to his mom, and then that's how his mom gets... So it's like... So he stumbles on happenstance right. that he learns his, learns his mobster's <laughs> name that he that she can get away with getting guns without a license. And a fucking high-powered Jesus Christ military gun, yeah. right? Like I remember like as she's like shooting the rifle, she's like listening to the tape and he's like going through all the details of it and it's like, yeah, the bullet shatters on impact, so you won't be able to get any kind of forensics on the bullet. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Like this is like the beginnings of like a school shooting like type kid this where it's is like, like James Bond type gun, yeah. right? Like he's so into guns trying to murder this neighbor where it's like I'm I'm almost glad you're not alive anymore cuz right. you're scary. Right. And it's got like a suppressor and a freaking telescope yeah. as like a fucking scope. Yeah. Just to make sure he can hit shit way far away from his treehouse that looks like it was made in like an animated movie yeah it does it looks like the fucking uh fucking tailspin house (laughs) (laughs) like there is no logical way that this is a real treehouse no that either henry built or whoever built this for him like the door's a fridge door isn't that cute it's so cute (laughs) and inside is a bunch of rube goldberg bullshit no shit like that one Rube Goldberg like machine that all it does is just show photos of them, or the other one that just squirts whipped cream between two cookies. <laughs> the like, little brothers are big fan of that one. Oh yeah, I'll tell you that. Which it's a bullshit machine because actually you still have to hold the cookie in front of it. <laughs> like there's nothing pull put. There's no like machine that like pushes the cookie into the whipped cream. You still have to yeah. hold the cookie there. So you're waiting for five minutes for this dumb bullshit machine to go through all its <laughs> horse shit. Like, it'd be so much easier to be like, oh, ready whip. Right. Nope, you gotta wait for a bowling ball to hit a fucking thing that hits another thing that hits yep. another thing that squirts the whipped cream on the cookie that you're holding. <laughs> That's Fuck right. Fuck you, Henry. It's, this movie's full of whimsy. <laughs> <laughs> Whimsical domestic abuse. <laughs> Not only that, there's an upcoming talent show coming, <laughs> and uh, the next door neighbor is going is a great dancer, so she's going to be performing. Yeah. So great that she was able to tell the principal she's being abused to the abused through dance. Through dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! She's that good at dancing. <laughs> That the principal finally can see like, it oh my in God. her dance. That she dance was so beautiful, molested. I better call the cops. <laughs> Which is weird that when she calls the cops, people believe that she's being yeah. molested. But when the mother calls the cops, they're like, shut up, yeah. bitch. No, she's Listen, not. you stupid drunk diner whore. <laughs> We're not going to take your threat seriously. At least she's not as drunk of a diner whore as Sarah, Sarah Silverman. <laughs> Like rose tits, Sarah Silverman. <laughs> Who's got the her tits out and about with the yeah? Just like they gotta to... show that one weird tattoo the whole time, right? Just, I mean, classic diner waitress, Sarah oh, Silverman. Of course, I thought she was almost typecast as of course. <laughs> 
But she is no good. That once okay, so that one scene where they're walking around and they see Sarah Silverman passed out on a chair outside. Right. And then they're just like, oh, wow, so glad we found you. I had to take over your shift today because you were passed out drunk. <laughs> Wh- and then, okay, which had to be a very long amount of time. Yes. Because they were drinking the night before. Yeah. She apparently maybe drove home. Yeah. And then passed out outside in a lawn chair. Yeah. They went to school. Yeah. Got and then picked they're coming up from back. School, yeah, they're coming back. Went to her house and she's still passed out in the chair. Yeah. And then, so then they're like, yeah, I had to take over your shift because you didn't show up because you were drunk. And then she was like, oh, well, then have a drink. And she does. And she does. <laughs> Like, Naomi Watts don't give a fuck. She's no. just like, well, this looks like fun. I could fun. use a drink. Yeah. Sure. I want, yeah, of course I want to sit next to a crippling alcoholic <laughs> and drink. At, even if she got home at 3 a.m., like, she had to be passed out for 13 hours yeah. in that chair. Because <laughs> kids are going to be, what, it's what, 3.30, 4 o'clock by the time they get to that house? Yeah. But it's okay because she calls Henry Hank because they have a fun relationship. They've got a quite a... Oh, hate yeah. hate relationship. It doesn't matter that she's a crippling alcoholic that's ruining her life. She's fun because she calls Henry Hank. <laughs> but you find out that they secretly love each other, not in a weird molesty way, but she does kiss him on the mouth. Oh my god, she does. <sighs> yeah, it's uncomfortable. Like it's sweet, but it comes off as a little uncomfortable. Like you didn't go for the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> you kissed him on the mouth. <laughs> oh, granted God. he is dying but you still kissed him on the yeah. mouth also can we also talk about how he put at least half of this plan together after he had brain surgery did oh yeah he did do that yeah like no, he was still it? putting this plan together after they took a tumor out of his brain Ugh. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure you're pretty much bedridden once they do anything to your brain. And they took, like, a big chunk of a massive tumor out of his brain, and he, like, was walking around and doing stuff, like getting this plan ready to murder the next-door neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I guess he did. Well, yeah. (laughs) But his plan... Was foolproof, JC. It was foolproof. Because the mother, Naomi Watts, was going to take the next door neighbor girl and her youngest son to the talent show. Yeah. For whatever reason, the dad just didn't want to go to the talent show. Yeah, he'd rather just sit in his chair and read his paper, you know, like his usual ritual before he beats the fuck out of his daughter. (laughs) Uh, So he said that he might pick her up. So while... She takes these two kids to the talent show. She was going to book it out of there and then lure him into the woods around where the treehouse is, snipe him. Yeah. And then ditch the gun over the bridge. Yeah. And then go back to the talent show before it ends. And then they'd be so like, oh, she, she has, was there the whole time. Yeah. So she has an alibi for murder <laughs> <laughs> that she never left. The talent show. Well, apparently his body is just going to rot in the woods. 
Yeah. And then she would have, like, the girl would have no legal guardian. But she ends up getting a legal guardian after the guy, because she ends up not assassinating this guy, yeah. right? Yeah. She gets cold feet. Yeah. After seeing some pictures. I felt if she maybe saw pictures of molestation, she might have kept on with the assassination yeah. of the plot. But no, yeah, she sees pictures of her kids. Right. After the weird Rube Goldberg that leads to a flip book of their of pictures. Of like, why would you make that? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like a golf ball goes around a spiral and <laughs> it's... hits like a weird another thing that shoots something up where an old boot swings and like <laughs> kicks the photos open. And so she gets cold feet. And then, like, Hank from Breaking Bad, like, figures out that she's, like, in the treehouse. Yeah. She comes out with the sniper rifle. Yeah, he, it doesn't really seem like and he just, is like, not hey, what phased he, yeah. at all. It's like, hey, what are you doing out here? And she's carrying an enormous sniper rifle with, like, the biggest suppressor <laughs> attached to the top of it. And she's like, oh, I'm just, you know, just, I'm just walking around. And oh, really nothing. Doing. Oh, no, yeah. She makes it seem like she's the farmer from Babe. Yeah. When, like, the wife from Babe comes, what are you doing with that gun? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and he takes it as, like, he doesn't get upset. If Okay, he's, granted, he's a molester. At least. Yeah. Plus, he will not let go of those goddamn leaves getting into his yard all the time. Yeah, what a prick. dick. Also, he's also the chief of police, right? Yeah. So if I was the chief of police, if I was a molester or not, I would be like, that's a fucking gun. I'm going to tackle your ass to the ground and probably bring you in as best as I can. Yeah. Like, doesn't do that. He just walks away with his hands in his pockets. Yeah. Plus, Henry's plan is supposed to be foolproof. Like, how foolproof is it if... Your fucking, your idea is sniping the chief of police, <laughs> like, mere, like, blocks from your property. Right. And, like, it's still on record that she bought, like, they can still be like, oh, this gun was bought here. Let's go ask the owner of the gun store who bought this gun. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure not a lot of people are buying high-powered sniper rifles with suppressors. Well, the bullet disappears and the gun is gone. It's over the bridge, JT. But the gun owner still knows who bought the gun. Uh, maybe. If you if you own a gun shop and somebody comes in and buys... Like, how many high-powered sniper rifles with enormous suppressors are you selling on a day-to-day basis? Well, if everyone's going in there and saying, fucking, yeah. don't, don't make me talk to Carmichael oh, or yeah, whatever old, his old name Dominic is. Dominic or whatever. Yeah, 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 don't talk to him. Like, God. Yeah, I guess whatever. people are coming in. That thing's got a revolving door of people yeah. just taking guns. Like, or how many times do people say that? I was like, all right, I'm going to need, like, a Dominic license. I got to make sure that you know. Like, I, need, I need a gun license or a signed permission slip from Dominic <laughs> saying that you're going to take this gun. <laughs> and so, anyway, Hank just leaves that scene. Not worries that yeah. he could be shot in the back. He just calls his friend at the at the police station being like, hey, you're going to hear some shit about me. It's not true. You should arrest this one chick. And they're right. like, no. We we're going to bring heard. you in. We're going to bring you in because the principal saw your <laughs> daughter do an interpretive dance that told her that you're beating the shit out of her. <laughs> 
And so then this whimsical movie takes the stance of having a man commit suicide. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he shoots himself. (laughs) Meanwhile, the dance gets a standing ovation. It does. It it, might have won, I think. And then, well, who knows? Because I don't know. That kid burping the ABCs was pretty fucking compelling. (laughs) The magic show of... The youngest son. How how much were you hoping that Henry would come out of that box? I was all, I, I was, was gonna be really hoping. He I was, was going out of that to box. flip up my fucking <laughs> couch if Henry would have come out of there. Was like I was really thinking. Oh my god, he was gonna pop out of that box. Like it was a big fucking ploy by Henry. <laughs> Man, I'm so happy. Faked to his hear own that. death and made his mom kill the neighbor. Like I was gonna be like. Fuck yeah! (laughs) (laughs) I was so hoping that was also going to happen. And it wasn't. It's just fake snow. Yeah, god damn it. And everybody cries. Uh, I was so pissed. Uh, I was so hoping that Henry would pop out at the end. God. Uh, You know what still blows me away, though? That the mom was just on board to murder. Yeah. What? She was, yeah. She was just like all in. Yep. I listened to that whole plan. I'm going <laughs> to listen to it again while I do it in real time for whatever reason. I'm in. I'm going to murder. Yeah. Even when like the brother, like fucking like the little brother finds the journal and runs downstairs. He's like, mom, mom, mom. What? I think Henry wants you to murder Glenn. <laughs> like That's an actual conversation they have in the movie. Yeah. And then she was like. I better look into this. Not like, that's preposterous. Like, oh, well, maybe I should look, see what what this is about. Maybe Henry has some deep-seated issues. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you shouldn't take the advice of your 11-year-old. To murder. Yeah. Who was dead with a brain tumor who left clues for you to murder your your next-door neighbor. Well, at least you wouldn't have to worry about those leaves. Oh, shit. Let all the fucking believes blow yeah. in this yard. It doesn't matter. He's dead. Yeah, blew his head off. <laughs> yeah. This whimsical like, movie blew his head off. I would love if that was like the first thought that entered her mind. Like, thank God to worry about those leaves anymore. He <laughs> fucking killed himself. Yeah. Just kick some more leaves into his yard and she goes home. <laughs> yeah. All right, kids. Don't have to worry about bags. Just rake the leaves into his yard now. <laughs> so then, out of uh, after all this is said and done... Obviously, this girl is now home alone because the dad blew his head off and there's no mother in the picture for whatever reason. But they forged adoption papers before he died or uh, like will papers before he died. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because uh, they she got him to uh, sign a, a fake permission slip to be in the talent show. Right. And then they used his signature to forge papers to his will. That say that she that she gets custody of the daughter if the father were to die. I missed that part. I remember her light boxing the signature, but I just didn't put that together. I was like pretty out of the movie by then, I think. <laughs> Until she buys the gun. And you're like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. She's going all in on this <laughs> fucking murder plot. Oh, man. Book of Henry is fucked. Oh, oh my God. It is ridiculous. Like, I, watching this, it's like watching someone make a movie that they don't know how people work. Yeah. I, or 
things in general work. Yeah, I... Like, what would be a better pit... Like, from the, the... So the cover of the movie is, like, Henry in, like, an aviator helmet and goggles. And it's, like, Book of Henry. And if you take it by the intro of, like... The whimsical drawings and like it. Uh, it's a notebook and uh, there's a yeah, picture. Yeah, it looks like a family film. It. I think it kind of. I think he wanted it to be a family. It's PG thirteen. Yeah. I think it's PG thirteen. Yeah, it's PG thirteen. Because they take. They don't swear in it. They don't actually show. There's any one violence. fuck. The mom says fuck once. Does she? Yeah. Okay. Well, you get one. <laughs> <laughs> but like I. I don't know what what would make this movie better if they just went a straight route and it's this smart kid who gets a brain tumor and then the family deals with that would that be like a better film besides like yeah because then you leave the molestation out of it the suicide out of it and then you can still have the talent show at the end with like the kid trying to like makes everybody happy with the snow like it's a corny Kind of like run of the paint by numbers yeah. kind of movie, but it's better than whatever this was. <laughs> I, it, I know it's so all over the place. Take out the murder suicide parts. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know how you would rush that conclusion of being like, yeah, I should murder my neighbor, right? Or you start out the movie completely different, like maybe darker. Make it a rated R movie. And just go full assassination attempt. <laughs> Make it crazy goofy. But this, like, is not a crazy goofy... Like, it is. But, like, it never feels like it makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah. That people are just jumping to these logic leaps. Yeah. Of, like, Nobody, yeah. <laughs> nobody's, like, thinking logically in this at all. Not at all. God. Give me a... And then she burns the tapes and book as evidence at the end, even. Yeah. So it's like, oh, <laughs> my God. I don't know. This movie makes me want to go back and watch, rewatch Jurassic World. Because I feel like there was some some weird character stuff in that, too. Like, just thinking back to it. Mm. <clears throat> like, watching Book of Henry, I feel like Colin Trevorrow, like, has, like, this thing where, like, he stereotypes characters and is, like, really uncomfortable on, like, cr- building layers around that. Like, Henry is a smart kid. He's nothing but smart. Like, there's nothing about him that's, like, strays away from him being smart. The mom is dependent on Henry and is kind of, like, a kind of aloof. She never really strays from that. Uh-huh. Like, the brother is always feels inferior to Henry. That She never really strays from that. Like, the dad is always a dick, never strays from that. Like, yeah, he seems like he's very one note on all of his characters. And I feel like that was kind of what Jurassic World was kind of like, too. Like, like those those, those two kids. Where like, the one kid was, all, was obsessed with constantly getting with girls, and the other kid was just bitching about everything. Like, he never really strayed from that. Like, even in, like, yeah. weird scenes where it was like, you don't really need him to be, like, worried about what this girl thinks about him in this scene, but then he still throws it in. Like he doesn't know what else to do with them. Yeah. I mean, the, the, in Jurassic world, they, I, I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters, but from what I can remember, like they're all like character tropes. Yeah. They're very, everyone's really one note in it. And they, yeah, they, 
I don't think many people. Is there anybody that even really has like an arc that their character changes? <laughs> no. And it's kind of like in this too. Like the most someone changes is the mom decides to not do a thing that Henry tells her to do. That's the one. Yeah. That's that's her arc. Is like she spends the whole movie listening to Henry, and then when it gets to murder a human being, she was like, you know what? Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, but then she has to become like a real adult out of necessity because Henry's not there to do it for her. Yeah, it's not like she makes a conscious choice to do exactly. it. Exactly, she has to do it. Yeah, so it's because like... now she's adopted a normal kid and has our other real kid. Now she has to just actually be a parent. Yeah, so it's weird. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's I so. Know. I don't know if... I don't think he knows how to write or, like, direct characters or, like, make them make sense in a story. And I've listened to plenty of podcasts or reviews of Jurassic World saying that, like, anybody could have directed that movie. Yeah. Because it doesn't really have, like, a stamp of something that's, like, just Colin Trevorrow. You know what I mean? Like, everything... every All of the character stuff kind of gets lost in the action and the dinosaurs and, like, trying to get away from that shit. But, like, thinking back to, like, those small character moments where, like, it's people talking to each other, it, I don't know. I want to go back and rewatch it because, like, thinking back to it, there were some weird interactions where I'm like, that feels kind of off. And, like, mm. kind of like this entire Book of Henry movie was. Uh, I barely remember anything about Jurassic World, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I know it had a lot to, it was very successful because of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, essentially the Force Awakens for Jurassic Park. Pretty much. Like, it took Jurassic Park, updated it, and now it can go from there. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. it was, like, just like Jurassic Park over again. Yeah. Even though it wasn't as good. It didn't have... But there was... Yeah, there was just some weird character stuff in there. Like, how Bryce Dallas Howard had her heels on the whole time. Yeah. Like, that was just something where I'm, like... You didn't really, like, find a way for her to actually be smart about not having her heels on <laughs> like when they're going through the fucking wilderness yeah like i don't know there's just some weird stuff in there that like it feels like like jurassic world definitely feels like more of the studio stepped in like all right this is weird maybe you should stick more to this stick more to this but there's some 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 things here and there where i'm like that's a little weird like watching this movie where i'm like okay this Jurassic World feels a lot weirder than what I remember it being. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I think I own it, so maybe I'll go back and rewatch it. Because I'm now I'm curious. Yeah, I know. Like just watching this, I was like thinking back to Jurassic World, where I'm like, oh man, like reminiscing. There were some weird character stuff in that. I don't know, but yeah, Book of Henry. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> What's Def- your? We'll go to the final grades then. Uh, oh my god, I don't even know. So, like, so like, visually, I think this was a well. Cause yeah, like it's to not... say it's a mess. It, it's not like a like a Suicide Squad or a Batman v Superman kind of mess where it's really clippy and jumpy. There's just like leaps of logic in this that don't make any sense. Yeah, and tonally, it's all over the place. Oh yeah, so. But other than that, like, it looks okay for, like, as a movie. Yeah. I know, like, it feels, like, competently put together. Yeah. It's just that, I don't, it, like I said, like, it feels like 
someone that's really good at making movies does not know how people work. Like, it feels like like some, like, rich billionaire <laughs> came out of his mansion that, like, learned everything that it was to know about how, how to make films, but yet never talked to a real person in his entire right, life. Right, Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I would give this a D minus, <laughs> I think. I won't go full-blown F. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I think D minus. I'll stick with that. I don't know. I, personally, I'm fascinated by movies like this. Like, <laughs> bad movies like this where it's like... I feel like when a filmmaker makes a bad movie, that's when you really get to know who they are. <laughs> and, like, I feel yeah. like with this, <laughs> like, it's like you, yeah, you know exactly how fucking idiotic Colin Trevorrow is when it comes to how people interact with each other or even how how brain surgery works. Sure. Where it's like, I'm pretty sure if someone operates on your brain, you're not putting together a plan to assassinate someone the next day. Yeah. Also, this whole movie takes place in the course of a month. Oh, does it? Did you put that? Because they say like, one of the first lines in the movie is that the talent shows it's a month away. No, I didn't put that together. So, like, within a month, all all the events of this movie took place. Okay. Okay? No! That's... It's awful! Yeah, oh, yeah. Everything! Well, it's awful. From Henry being normal, uh-huh. finding out the, the neighbors being abused, gets a brain tumor, puts all the plan together, dies, <laughs> the family grieves, the mom learns how to use a sniper rifle, <laughs> and then... Puts the plan in motion to kill the neighbor the day of the talent show. All of that takes place in a month. Yeah, that's a bit of a time crunch when you put that <laughs> when you put it that way. But no, it's just I, to uh, to be fair, there's not a lot of grieving time in this movie. There is not. There is. I'm gonna say no grieving time in this yeah, movie. <laughs> no, her way of grieving is to ruin the health of her child by constantly giving him dessert. Yeah. Like, even the kid is like, I know I shouldn't be eating this much shit. <laughs> like, I want to eat this, and I know I shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, what would you grade the movie? Uh, just because I want people to see how much of a disaster this is, I'll give it a D+. Like, if you okay. love if you love watching bad movies for the sake of seeing how insane the filmmaker is that made it, this is one of those classic examples. Yeah. But okay, but this movie never get it rides the line for me of being like a movie that's so bad that it's fun to watch. Yeah, there's like weird leaps in logic that I think are funny, like in hindsight, like hey, that's weird that the mom would just be okay to murder. <laughs> <laughs> but like then it like jumps into like weird heavy things that aren't really fun, like alleged child molestation and like brain tumors and like yeah it's, like, it's, what the fuck? it's so all over the place <laughs> like, like this he, isn't like even bad fun it's it's just yeah like, like he <sighs> wants to make he wants to make like a a family like super dramatic family type film but like everything he does is so heavy-handed like I didn't give a fuck when Henry died. Like, I feel like no, they, they I don't tried think anybody so, gave a fuck. Yeah, they tried so hard to make me feel something when Henry got diagnosed with a brain tumor and, like, he was going to die. Like, 
But it was so heavy-handed where I was just like, I feel like you're trying to make me feel something to the point where I just don't care. Yeah. But it gets into so, like, lifetime movie moments yeah. at some points where it's like, oh, this sucks. I lo- but I love that shit. Ugh. It's so bad. Like, it's, I don't know. Like, because uh, hearing that he was supposed to be, like, Spielberg's, like, protege, like, Spielberg had his, like, seal of approval on him. Like, I almost kind of saw that in this movie where it's, like, he wanted to make one of those, like, yeah, the, the kids are smarter than the parents type films. Sure. But it's so heavy-handed and so, like, he tried swinging for the fences on every single aspect of Spielberg that it was, like, a gross mutant of what a Spielberg film is. This doesn't resemble a Spielberg movie at all. Yeah, it's like like the gross aborted fetus of a Spielberg film. God. Because it's like, he makes the kids so smart that it's unbelievable, and he makes the, the parents so... Uh, dumb that it's unbelievable. But if they... Okay, so if they would have just leaned into those things and didn't have, like, the weird, super sad, dramatic moments, I could have taken that okay. Like, oh, it's a really smart kid, uh, and he's kind of a dick. Okay. Oh, the mom's kind of, like, aloof and wants to do whatever. Okay. I'll ride with that. And if they just played with that more and didn't, like, get into cripplingly depressing things <laughs> it would have been okay because i felt you could go along for the ride yeah like oh he's got like rube goldberg machines and he's got a fun playhouse in the woods and oh isn't this fun and it, it's not yeah, ever no. really <laughs> oh my god but yeah no it's it's still a terrible movie I'm, I'll, I'll go with a over the d plus yeah like granted i gave the room an f minus yeah. But with the caveat that it's it's a it's a blast oh, yeah. to watch. The room is way more fun to watch than this. Completely. <laughs> Ugh. And the disaster artist, I think, drops this weekend. Maybe next weekend. Next weekend. Yeah. Okay. I want to see if I can f- see that before. Yeah. The holidays come up and I won't the be able to see. Holiday season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So sweet deal. Do you want to get through the Punisher real quick? Sure. We'll do the Punisher. Awesome. The Punisher debuted November 17th. Yes. Same day as Justice League 2017. Yep. <laughs> Marvel be some bitter fucks. <laughs> uh, granted, like, it did come out the same day, but I didn't hear a lot of, like, talk about The Punisher. Because Justice really. League was taking up a lot of the bandwidth oh, yeah. of every everybody's well, conversation. Yeah, mo- most of the, most of the uh, obscurity <laughs> of, the pun- of, the, the, of Justice League was being... Uh, kind of drowned out by the Punisher, or drowning the Punisher out. Um, which I don't know if it helped or hurt the Punisher at all. I don't. I don't know. I was still stoked to see it, but uh, yeah, I don't have any like financial notes on the thing because Netflix, Netflix is hush hush about oh, all yeah. that shit. Yep. But uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at sixty one percent. Yes. Uh, IMDb has it at a nine out of ten, and Metacritic. Has it at a 54%. So we kind of got stuff all over the place for oh, this yeah. one. Yep. Which I can kind of see after finishing the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be one of the shows where either you're all in for it or you didn't care for this at all. Okay. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to say right off the bat, I think this was great. Yeah. I thought this 
was one of the better Netflix Marvel series that has come out yet. Okay. Um, I'll save my full grade for the end, but yeah, I. Uh, well, before we skip, let's get let's not skip our greatest moment of the review. Oh, my synopsis. What is your synopsis of the <laughs> Punisher? Uh, well, we get into Frank Castle, uh, where uh he has tied up all the loose ends of who he believes murdered his family. Yeah. Until he comes to the conclusion that there might be someone within the military troop that he was a part of that might have might be connected to his family's murder, which uh, leads him to come across a person by the name of Micro, yep, who might also be in a similar situation, and they come together to find agent to uh, find out a person named Agent Orange who seems to be the mastermind behind everything. Yes. Bit of a conspiracy. This, yes. The series. Conspiracy. Um John Barenthal coming back as the Punisher. Uh I still really I really like the way in this that they still ride they really ride the line on like whether what he does is good or not. Yeah. Like he they, like they don't make him a full out hero in this. No. But they don't make him a full out uh villain. They ride that line back and forth. Yeah. Cuz like there's some points where like yeah, I can see Frank Castle's point like he wants to get like uh, revenge for his family. But then he goes and does some stuff. It's like, whoa, you crossed the line there. Like, that is some evil shit. No, by you... by the end of this, I uh, well, we won't get into. Do you want? Do you want to do like a spoilers or spoiler free first? Yeah, we'll do a spoiler free first. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> yeah, like they definitely play around with the uh, idea of whether or not what he's doing is a noble cause, even if what he's doing is terrible. What he's doing it for is a noble cause. Yeah. They play around with that a lot, lot, which I like. But my main gripe with this is that, like, I really felt that 13 episodes trying to watch this. Like, I granted, I I did, like, a, the thing where I was, like, I got went through, like, a whole bunch of them in one day. And that was, like, the bulk of the ones where it felt like it dragged on. Yeah. But I felt like they threw a lot of subplots in there that didn't need to be in there that I felt dragged it down excessively oh yeah including i could have gone without the madani chick her thing yeah. like everything she was kind of doing felt like a common crim like uh common like police, police procedural, procedural. Yeah. yeah even down to having the 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 smart quippy partner that right. she may or may not have to avenge later. Yeah. Where I'm like, God damn it. This seems so fucking by the book. Everything else you're doing is fantastic, but this is just, like, dragging it down all the time. Like, even, like, her superiors being like, she's such a rebel, but God damn it, is she a good, like, God, just, you're, like, making this seem cheesy now. Like, I can't, I almost, like, you're making, making me not be able to take this seriously because you're so stuck in this, like, Regular police procedural with this Madani chick. I would, yeah, I, I, 
would admit that like anytime that her stuff kind of came up, I was watching it out of one eye. Oh yeah. So I watched a lot of this while I was also watching Macy in the morning. Yeah. But there was one, there was like one day where I think me and Chelsea did watch like maybe six episodes of it or yeah. so. I think it was like last Sunday. Um, and I don't hate her as a character. Like I, I thought she was, I, I, I liked her w- well enough. Like I, I, I think I, even though they were kind of doing a lot of subplots in this, of all the other Netflix shows, like they definitely have like a first half of the season and a second half of the season. Yeah. Whereas like I don't think this season does that. Yeah. I think they took the notes of every viewer that said like, "Hey, that kind of sucks when you do that because we can definitely just not watch a chunk of the season or whatever." Yeah. Whereas like the plot threads they have through this, I felt were weaved way better. Yeah. So it filled like an entire thirteen episodes of narrative. Granted. Like, 13 episodes is still a little long, but I felt like it flowed better, which made it more watchable, which I didn't feel it, I guess, as much as you did. I don't don't think it flowed. I feel like there was was definitely some times where, like, I feel like a a main chunk of the threads that they do are interesting, but there were some episodes where it felt like they were buying time. Like there are some, there are some times where it's like, God, we gotta, like we gotta, we got thirteen episodes, we gotta make this last a while, and they just, like in like a regular like movie or something, like they would find a way to, kind of, like make this go by a little faster, but still make it interesting. But in this, it was just like beating over the head with the same thing over and over and over again just to make sure that it lasted out long enough to fill this one episode. Yeah. Like I yeah. I really didn't start like like there were things that I thought were interesting, but I really didn't get invested in the entire series altogether until like maybe 7 or 8. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it it was still good and but I did like I was almost kind of like having watching it in the background I was doing something on my phone until like 7 or 8 and then by that point, I was like, oh, shit, now I'm super invested. And I was, like, watching nothing but that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I was still able to... But having it on the background, I still knew what was going on and what was happening. But there was... Like, all the stuff within those episodes, like, was just shit where I was like... I mean, I, I didn't really need to know. Well, I, well, like, it was good to know, but it wasn't like... I was, like, super... Like, I had to, like, pay attention to know. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, like, maybe the first few episodes are like that. Like, the first two episodes, Frank has, like, a construction job. Yeah, but I, I almost like that one because... Yeah, I like those, I like those episodes, yeah, too. Yeah, I, I almost like that one because it's, like, it shows how fucked up he is. Right. That one in particular. Is that is that, is that just the first episode, or is that the first two? The first, that's the first one. Okay. Because they've spent, like, the, the first... Uh, part of it before the credits, like showing him tying up all the loose ends of being like, these are all the people that were involved in my oh, yeah. family's murder. And then it's all from there. The, the whole first episode is just like a slow burn of like watching these guys get under his skin until he finally just like kills them. Right. Where it's like, that's that shows you where it's like, no, Frank's not doing this because of his family. He's doing this because that's all he knows. Right. Like, he goes out of his way to save this one guy, 
by brutally murdering four people. <laughs> like, you're not doing this for vengeance anymore. You're doing this because this is all you know. Yeah. And I liked that because it's like he turns into a savage animal when he's killing these people. Yeah, yeah he does. Holy shit. <laughs> there are some scenes in this that are fucking brutal. Oh, yeah. Especially near the end. There was like a... I won't give it away without spoilers, but there's... In that last fight scene, there was a part yeah. where like I was watching with Molly and she was like, please stop it. But I, and she's like, left the room? Yeah. Like there, with the mirror. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> And there's like even a part where they're in um, near the end, where it's like the final confrontation of another character. Yeah, that is way brutal, oh, and you God. see all of it, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, like even I was like squeamish, like, "Oh yeah. shit!" Yeah, That's like fucking gross. They get super into it, um, but really cool mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is a disney technically like a disney thing <laughs> doing this kind of shit so i was pretty floored yeah <laughs> one of the things i really liked about this is that um kind of like how jessica jones kind of used the whole idea of uh like people that are dealing with like they kind of use like the purple man as kind of a way to deal with like rape or like uh-huh being taken advantage of right like this one kind of uses that idea and then like transfers it to like how people deal with ptsd yeah there yeah there's one character in it that i um even though i don't know like how true to life it is yeah but there's the like do you know the character i'm talking about oh yeah 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 like i like the way they did it they portrayed it in the show yeah about like how when he comes back from uh like serving the his country in war or whatever, mm-hmm. he never really leaves it mentally, and he yeah. has a hard time coping now with the real world. Mm-hmm. And like, even though it's way over the top, yeah, um, I still really like that because it kind of shines like a light on, like maybe some help that other people really need. Yeah, and they also kind of they they also tie it into the Punisher in a way where like the shit that he does, he kind of uses. Uh, the Punisher as like a guiding light where it's like he came back and he did this because because it was justice for right. him right. and now I'm doing this because this is justice for me even though what he's doing is way more fucked up than what the Punisher does if you can believe that yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like no they they use that as like a, like maybe the things that Frank is doing are not being are not reflecting the best on the public in general. Yeah. Like the things that you do could reflect on people in a very negative light and even make make even make more monsters you're like you're creating more monsters than you're taming. Yeah. Um I don't know, uh want to just jump into spoilers and stuff right now? Sure, but yeah, I'll I'll just say as a sum up like I I enjoyed the, the sum up of the entire series I really enjoyed, but there's definitely some stuff, especially in the beginning, that felt like I got dragged down a lot by. Mm. But, no, altogether, I thought it was a really well well put together story. I just wish it was, like, I, I think, like, this could have warranted eight episodes and still would have been able to tell its story properly. Okay. Yeah, and uh, to sum up, my, like, I don't feel like it necessarily dragged that much for me. Um, 
I, even though I, I don't think it warranted like a 13 episodes, I never felt like there was an episode that you can like definitely point out and be like, this one didn't need to be here. Yeah. Whereas I, I could do that in almost every other season. Yeah, I can I can say that, but I feel like there are episodes where maybe they could have combined stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could see Because that. there are some episodes where it feels like they really drag some shit out. Yeah. Where I, I was like, I couldn't you didn't tell you which ones they were. You don't but... you don't need to do it for that like you, I, you you need to do this, but you don't need to do it for that long. Sure. Um yeah, I but yeah, I would suggest checking it out if you've been a fan of this stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Spoilers. Hi-yo. So I didn't put together until almost three quarters of the way through. Yeah. That that handsome guy who runs Anvil God, was I know. Jigsaw. I know. I did not put it together either because I remember like, okay, he's cute. He's he's supposed to be like a cute dude. Yeah. And his name's Billy. And then, like, I didn't, I didn't put it together until he started kicking his head into the mirror. I was like, "Oh shit, it's Jigsaw." Yeah, I, <laughs> I like, cause like uh, for, uh, it kind of sets it up in little flashbacks throughout the thing, where like there's one like American Psycho type scene where he's like, pre- like prepping his face with like a spray and a yeah. scrub and all that yep. kind of stuff. And then he says, like, he's got a face too beautiful. Like, it really sets up that he's a good-looking guy, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, because they changed the character from, like, a, like a typical mobster yeah. to, like, somebody who came up with Frank in the military, yeah. I, I just think I didn't see it coming. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute. Billy was... They mentioned Billy in Punisher Warzone. Yeah. Is this... Jigsaw? <laughs> and then, like, two episodes later is the finale, right? Yeah. Where he's, like, kicking his head into oh a mirror, God. fucking up his face. I'm like, yep, it's Jigsaw. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a way better or, or like origin story for Jigsaw than glass. Than a glass-crushing <laughs> glass machine. Glass-crushing machine. <laughs> but, no, I love that shit, too, where it's like, oh, my God. Like, he, he like, fucking... Grabs his face and slides it down that broken mirror. Holy where it's like, shit! God damn and it! And you can just hear the glass like crunching under his. Skin. Yeah, you can like, you can almost like, oh. he, like just the sound of it. You can feel it going into his face. It's, You're like, God, God damn it! And like, so that that was brutal. Like one of the yeah. like most like cringy things like in yeah. this thing. And this season is like. You know, for being the Punisher, though, he only really goes full Punisher, like, three times in the whole season. Yeah. Which I I like the restraint of it, because mm-hmm. it gives, like, more character development for Frank. Yeah. But I almost still wanted a little bit, just maybe one or two more times. Yeah. Because, I... like, there is that the one point in, like, episode one where he is, like, taking out people, where he's got that sniper rifle shot. Yeah. From, like across county lines or whatever yeah it is. like he kills a dude in mexico from texas yeah <laughs> thought that was fucking sweet. that was badass as fuck <laughs> and then uh even he... like they do like the thing where like they show how far away it is when like you hear the shot and then you like just waiting for it and then the dude's head blows up yeah and then it zooms yeah zooms back and he's like back. in texas and, like, yeah. oh that's so badass <laughs> um so there that was cool um the way he dispatches those 
guys with the sledgehammer. Yeah, like a not even like a full sledgehammer, like the handle breaks and just takes the head of it and just bashes it into a dude's face. God. And then uh, he go like, uh, I don't remember. Oh, then there's like another storm on that like wooded complex where like another yeah him and, the, him and the other guy that was pretty sweet um i like that that and was pretty fucking brutal too yeah and fucking frank castle can take a bullet and just keep on going he gets God, shot like he 50 gets, times in this yeah there's so many times where it's like i feel like you need more time to heal than what you're giving <laughs> yourself yeah yeah even like at the end when like that fucking uh that interrogation terror like uh torture scene where he's like pretty much looks like he's burnt fucking rubber just (laughs) fucked up and gross and then it's like the next day and he's like going out and fucking fighting billy in the in like the last episode you're like jesus christ yeah oh my god um but uh mike like you said microchip was really good right micro yeah i liked micro in this i really enjoyed micro in this yeah i i still kind of like the uh uh, the way uh, who plays him in Warzone? Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Yeah, I like him in that because he's like kind of comical, and he like you can see the way he like manipulates the internet to get all these like yep. arms and munition in this, and yeah. he's like completely different from that in yeah in the Netflix series. Yeah, but like I I really liked the weird dynamic of Frank not having a family. But, like, Micro still having one, but they think he's dead. Yeah. And then Frank intervenes in his family's life to get to Micro. And then, like, so they're playing this weird game. Oh, yeah. They do that through, like, especially, like, in the beginning when, like, they do the whole thing of, like, Micro just has this weird countdown going on in his compound. And, like, Uh Frank has no idea. Like, Frank has, like, ideas of what it is, but he has no idea what it is. And, like, every time he asks Micro, like, he always says it's something different. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, fuck. Like, that, like, cat and mouse they have with each other where, like, Frank could legit break Micro in half, <laughs> but Micro is smarter than him, so he can right. kind of play with him in that way. Right. Like, they're kind of, like, playing with each other's wits in that sense. Right. Ends up they're just in the hatch and lost. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what I, I totally thought that, too, where it's like, there's a countdown. <laughs> Get locked in here or whatever. Yeah. I think I crushed your plane. <laughs> <laughs> Desmond, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Penny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really liked Micro in this a lot. And that yeah. whole shit where Frank is like, ends up pl- getting, playing nice with Micro's family. Oh God. And there were so many times where I'm like, is he going to fuck his wife? That's what I thought too. But I'm like, <laughs> Frank is like, I don't think he's into it. Yeah. But I think he might do it to play along. I yeah. can't tell. I know. Like he, every time he talks to her, like he keeps calling her sweetheart and stuff. And I'm like, Whoa, hold on. And then he goes back to, like, the hideout, and Micro's like, why'd you bring her flowers? And he's like, I was just playing nice. (laughs) And you're like, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, like, you're, like, playing with fire, dude. Like, that's his wife. Yeah. And he's watching you the whole time. Yeah, I know. Like, he knows he's watching him, too. Mm. Like, it's just, like, those, like, those small things he's doing where it's like, I know you're watching me. I'm just gonna make sure you know that I I could do whatever I want to your wife at any time. Yeah. The one thing, like, I do, like, knock the series for is, like, the, like, the big conspiracy thing. Not the, the, the conspiracy itself, but there's so many, like, secret, not secret, but, like, government organizations all working 
for different like goals at the same time. Like the uh, what's the chick's name like Mar- Madani? Madani. Like she works for the NSA, who's trying to get something on the CIA, which is also working with this group called Anvil. And they're all like these different weird government yeah. groups, and it's all like a big plot to like call somebody out for this one tape that was leaked. Yeah, of, uh, a guy. They or, like uh, tortured uh, and murdered like some innocent guy. Yeah, it was like a. Yeah, he something. was like a, he was like a police. He was a policeman like in Afghanistan. Like it was yeah. Madani's partner because she was a policewoman in Afghanistan or something, and then she got. Uh, promote. Then she got a job with the NSA in the U.S. And then that was when she was like, "I'm gonna use this opportunity in the NSA to get revenge for my partner who died in Afghanistan." Right. And all that kind of stuff is like that. It, it it didn't necessarily bring the series down completely for me, but I was like, it's the parts that I least cared about. Yeah, it was like shit that they were like, they tried to connect everything together by having this one giant conspiracy where I was like, just, if you made it simpler, I would be able, I'd be more on board. Yeah, yeah, and like, I never really fell off board, I just like, I was like, either like watching uh, a baby or like, playing on my phone while like, yeah those like that's pretty up. much what I, that's pretty much what i was doing too yeah like like i feel like this could have been shorter and they could have told the same story with being a lot more concise and a lot more tight yeah um but i did end up liking the guy who was playing agent orange like i feel like he plays a really good piece of shit oh yeah, god guess. yeah <laughs> like i feel like this movie or this this show does a really good job of differentiating people that have been in the shit and people that are on the outskirts looking in yeah, like telling people who are in the shit to do whatever. yeah because even in a, in a way micro's kind of like that where like he's never really been like it like uh frank is always kind of like uh tugging him along to be like you need to do this you need to do this because he's never really been in that situation right like they have so much in common but in the at the end of the day Frank is willing to kill people and Micro is very hesitant to go to that extent right yeah yeah very hesitant i'm surprised like at the end where he like agreed to do that weird like uh i'm going to fake my death again <laughs> like so that was weird um i also felt like when microchip did out that he was alive to his family like it it wasn't it was kind of handled really light because he's like hey i'm alive or whatever well he did it with his daughter first right which i liked i liked that yeah that was fine but then like he met his wife and he's like hey so here I am, or whatever. Well, the way they did that was really weird, too, where it's like they're doing the whole exchange, right. and he's walking by them, like, holy shit, you're alive? And he's like, well, just, I'll talk about it later. I just, <laughs> we gotta, like, we, we legit have, like, nine different guns, po- like, <laughs> pointed at us. Can we just talk about this later? Yeah. Like, so it was like, that was like a softening of the blow of, like, oh, he's alive, but may- we may all also die as well. Yeah. And so he fakes his death again, and she's just like, I had to watch my husband die again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it was cool because they fucked in the bathroom, so you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hate fucking each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
uh, what else? Uh, the guy who plays, um, Billy or Jigsaw in this, I really liked. Yeah. I, he was like that cool, like really dickish, confident prick. Yeah. That I really enjoyed. And, but he's so likable. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I, I thought he did a really good job. Like, I feel like, yeah, he was really, I, he was really interesting because he was like, he's been in the shit, but he's like, was just enough on the outskirts where he never really was able to bind to that brotherhood of everyone else. Like, he was still just enough on the out, like, kind of like how he had like the pretty face, kind of like how he was always on the outskirts being able to connect more with money than brotherhood in general. Right. Yeah, he was able to come out, like, unscathed, even though he's, like, one of the still, like, best agents or whatever yeah. he is. Like, yeah, like, everyone else kind of came out of that being like, man, this was fucked up. We need to stick together to try and maintain our sanity. He was the one that came out of it being like, oh, I'm fine. I just I want to make more money off this shit. Right. And that, that's how he, like, becomes, like, the president of Anvil with, like, this, like... Where, like, he's, like, almost, like, feeding off these people that are coming back from war. Right. Where he's, like, building his own, like, mercenary group. Right, yeah, yeah. And then, like, sending them out to do his dirty work for him. Mm-hmm. Like, they even, like, go to the point where it's, like, I remember back when you were, when you would get your hands dirty yourself. And he was, like, well, fuck it, man. I'm yeah. making way more money telling other people to do shit than I, than doing shit my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, going back to the micro and Punisher, like, duo i really like that they play with it that uh like uh micro is like has eyes everywhere kind of a thing yeah and frank is like the weapon for him yeah so i like when and they do like the infiltration scenes where like there's micro's got like drones flying and like has eyes everywhere oh, and he's yeah. like go now and then like frank will rush in and just like take out any guy he wants or whatever mm-hmm. and like I really, really enjoyed those parts. I'm like, yeah. this is a duo that works really well together, even though they're like the odd couple. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they they play themselves as a really good team. Mm-hmm. Like the the things that they like play on themselves when they're trying to go against each other. Like when they put that shit together, they're like an unstoppable force. Right. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. They 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 built the team of him and Micro together very well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I also like how. They make uh, Frank seem like a regular person, even too. Sometimes. Like, well, no, even like <laughs> going to the extent of like he's eating. Like they actually show him like going out of his way to like eat. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Like just like shit like that, where it's like he's still a human being. Like, yeah. They there's so many times where like you watch like shows like this or movies like this where it's like they're nonstop like killing machines. It's like fighting or whatever, but then. There's, like, instances in this where it's, like, he's talking to people. Like, he's he's still trying to live a normal life. Yeah. Despite the fact that he's, like, this this, this ravenous killing machine at points. <laughs> right. Oh, my God, is he a killing machine? Because when he gets into the shit, like, he really goes for yeah. it. Yeah. Like, when uh, he, like, goes and, like, there's somebody he kills. I think, like, a few times he, there, that happens in this the series where, like, Instead of just getting stabbed, they're repeatedly just getting oh yeah brutally stabbed. He shanks the fuck out of somebody and at I'm one just point. Like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like they don't hold back 
on the yeah. violence in this. Like, it's more brutal than, like, when Nobu fought Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, yeah. it, it, like, it's weird to, like, think that this is the same universe as, like, the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, all the other ones you can kind of see, like, yeah, Jessica Jones, she's got, like, super strength, Luke Cage, all that Daredevil, he's fancy, yeah. flipping kicks, and, like, mm-hmm. this is a series based in all the stuff is real. Yeah. And there's just a guy murdering people yeah. out there. Murdering the fuck oh, yeah. out of people. Yeah. Uh also okay, so the guy that has like the that can't really leave war. I can't remember what his name is. Uh I don't know his last name is Wilson cuz I keep talking calling him Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. I thought he was a very interesting character that they wove through the cuz like I feel like in any other Netflix series, for Marvel anyway, they would have yeah. like done like his in the first five episodes, and then they would have done an Agent Orange in the last half. But instead, yeah. they wove all of them together. So mm-hmm. like, you get a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there. Yeah. But the only thing I didn't like is like his send off. Really, I loved his send off. Like I loved, I loved the episode where he had his send off. I, I like that. I like the where episode. they did the whole thing where it's like they show the aftermath of it, and then they keep doing flashbacks with every character involved. Lead up to where you find out what happened to him in the very end. Yeah, I like the episode, but like his, I I just thought that it was weird that because he starts making all these like pressure cooker bombs, yeah, and sending them all around New York or whatever, which yeah. is horribly true oh, to God. life. Yeah, like <laughs> and like stuff going on now is really scary. But like then he's got another one attached to him with Karen Page, and like they're just in that kitchen, and then he ends up just blowing himself up. I was like, yeah. oh, it was kind of quick. Like, it was kind of like, I wanted almost a more, a bigger send-off but, for this character. I don't know, I like that, that though, was... because, like, uh, I love, like, the whole thing where, like, Frank is, like, looking at him while he's, like, setting the bomb off for himself, and he's, like, reassuring him, like, like, he's actually there with him where it's like, it's okay, kid, like, just go ahead and whatever. Yeah. Like, he understands, like, the pain he's going through, but and he doesn't want to, like, Leave it being like, like oh my god, you're you're such a fuck up. Like he's still, like he's there w- for him. Like I understand why you're doing this. Like I understand, like that's his way of doing of like being there for one of his brothers. Yeah, and I liked that where it's like he's blowing himself up, but he still has Frank like kind of holding his hand through it, even though he's not really holding his hand. But, right, like, right, right. Still like being like. I understand why you're doing this. I'm still proud of you for what you did. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, granted, what he did was fucked up, but Frank in some way understands, and he wanted to be there for him. Like, yeah. I like that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, So, the <laughs> Agent Orange, like, whole thing... God, he gets it so bad. He gets it so bad, but he fucking deserves it. <laughs> oh, God. Because he's such a scumbag. Yeah, because he's the one that gets shanked a shit ton of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. shanks the fuck out of him, and then he fucking digs his thumbs into his eyes. Oh, my God. I w- that was the one part that I, I, I almost couldn't watch. <laughs> and Chelsea couldn't watch it at all, because, like... So, like, Agent Orange, like, he... Earlier in the season, he gets his eye punched by Frank, and it's like, so he's got a fucked up eye or whatever. Yeah. 
And so, like... This was still back when they were doing, like... Because he was, like, the head of, like, this group in Kandahar where they were going through and, like, interrogating people. Like, it was all illegal shit. Like, they were interrogating, right. like, Off civilians. Yeah. yeah. Interrogating civilians, like, trying to find terrorists, blah, blah, blah. And, like... Because of that shit, like, he he got a promotion. Everyone else is just, like, off doing, like, being fucked up by, by all the crazy shit he made them do. Right. And so, like, to protect uh, himself, this Agent Orange guy, right, ends up finding out that Frank Castle's alive. And so he needs to, like, make sure that he's not alive anymore <laughs> And like, yeah, because now Frank Castle's after him. Mm-hmm. At least I think so. Because the like he's the reason that Frank's family's dead. Because right, 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 right. He thought Frank was the one that videotaped this guy being interrogated. Right. Which he wasn't. He wasn't. Frank was the one that actually killed him. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he gets end up. He ends up getting strapped down and interrogated near the end in like uh, microchips like lair. And, like, Frank is just getting the fucking piss pounded out mm. of him by this Agent Orange guy because he just wants to make sure he does it himself. Mm. And then him and Billy are and are, are the only three people left in this lair or whatever. Yeah. And Billy almost feels sorry for him because he doesn't really like this Agent Orange guy either. But they're, like, working begrudgingly with each other yeah. for a common goal. But then Billy, like, loosens his straps. Puncher gets out. Fucking goes ape shit on this Agent Orange guy. Yeah. Stabs the shit out of his chest, which should be enough. Yeah. But then, Not like, enough. Thumbs the shit out of his eyes and, like, blood is going everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, holy fuck. This is, like, a Disney show. This is a Disney show. Which I, I still think... Uh, the Punisher and Billy's fight on the merry-go-round is even more brutal than that. I would see, say. like, th- they're about even, but like, <laughs> because you see the actual thumbs go in this, oh in yeah, his eyes. Like, I'm like, like, that's not a person's head. That can't be because his <laughs> thumbs are going way too deep into the eye holes. Right. Like, I, they must have built a prosthetic head or whatever because that looks really, mm. really good. But you don't really see like the actual cutting of his face on the mirror yeah. but you get to hear it which is just as gross oh, God. It's so, so i don't i don't know what's really worse but like it it's fucking brutal dude Ugh. so but yeah i don't know what else you got to say about um, punisher i i liked i liked uh the other thing the only other thing that i have to say about the punisher is i love the idea of because they had so much time to play with they actually played with uh, Frank's retrospective on what he's doing this for. Because right. he even gets to a point where like, he starts to think about whether or not he really loved his family, even. Oh, yeah. There's that great line where he brings up his kids or his career. And he yeah. said, if I had a choice, I would pick my career. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I would never expect that from something. Yeah, because like, he talks about, like, he always talks about, like, going home and then, like, his family's like, why? Like, they're just, like. Just waiting for him to go back to wherever he was coming from. Right. Like, even when, like, that, yeah, it tells that story about, like, he came back home one time and, like, his son was doing something fucked. Like, 
his son like drew a marine and like permanent marker on the wall and he yelled at him and he was like well that's the only thing that protects us or whatever and he right. was like but i couldn't connect with him because it's like i come home and then i'm yelling at my kids like i don't even know what the fuck to do anymore yeah so it's like it almost kind of like he, like he's come to the realization that a lot of people watching this situation from the outside kind of see where it's like He's not doing this for his family. He's doing this because it's all he knows. Yeah. I I really like that aspect. Because, like, in all, any other, like, show that'd be similar to, the, like, this situation, they would always go back and pick the family. And he yeah. doesn't. He yeah. goes the other way. Like, even, like, when... Yeah, when he's end, getting tortured and, like, he's, like... And, like, the wife is, like, come come home or whatever. And he's, like, no, nah, I'm going to stick around. Because that's all he knows. Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't think he cares much about his family at all. Like he just uses an excuse to do what he does. So I think it's a complicated relationship because I think he does care because he, there's a lot of flashbacks where he has his wife and he's like caring for her and he has kids and he's trying to raise them. But at the end of the day, he would rather just yeah be a soldier than a father. I, don't know, I feel like that, 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 that that's like him grasping onto his humanity. Like the only thing human about him is that he had a family once yeah. So, like, to do the things that he does, the the best excuse to do that is to say, my family died because of this horrible shit. I want to make sure it ends. But I don't think he... Like, I, I'm sure there's a part of him that cares, but... Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's a part of him. Because otherwise, like, then, then what is the big... What's his huge... I don't know. I think a major part of him just uses, uses it as an excuse. No, I... No, I don't believe that it's an excuse. Because, like, otherwise, then, like, he wouldn't care whatsoever. It's like, oh, they died a shoot. No, but that... <laughs> because of these things, He though. needs to have an emotional... Like, he loves... He obviously cares for them and loves them. Yeah, but I... I don't know. Like, it's just a thing where... It gets to a point where... He's even dealing with the idea of how much did I really care about my family. When he's, like, going back and doing these flashbacks of, like... Oh shit! I didn't really. I wasn't here for this. I wasn't here for that. Like I don't know. That that's that's a really interesting aspect of it. Where like he's he he's like psychologically like breaking himself down. Yeah. Where he he's being like, how much am I really doing this for my family? Yeah. Like I thought that was a really interesting aspect of yeah. it. It's an interesting layer to his character for sure. Yeah. Um, a lot better than. Maybe Iron Fist. <laughs> then who, God. Who gives a shit about that? God damn it. <laughs> um, the, the one thing I do want to bring up before we like wrap up the convo is I do feel like the ending of this, after everything is all said and done, I didn't like that, that he got like a get out of jail free card. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. Yeah, I was like, oh, you're not going to do this. Just I wish he just escaped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then instead it was just like, Oh, you did this for us, so you get like we'll turn you will wipe cheek. your slate clean or oh, whatever it is. It. It's like, oh come on. Yeah, it's pretty fucking stupid. Um but otherwise I really enjoyed this series. Yeah, it I, was good. I feel like as a whole season, it was the most cohesive since Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. And I would probably put it as maybe my second favorite out of all of the all of the Netflix Marvel series. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I I'm 
Well, you know what? Maybe it would tie for a second, but like, I still think Jessica Jones is my favorite one. Yeah, Jessica Jones, I think, is up there for me for sure. And then I think this would tie with like Daredevil season one for me for my yeah. second favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like maybe Daredevil season two, Luke Cage, and then Iron Fist, and then oh, you know what? Defenders, then Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's so hard for me because I was so checked out from like the beginning of this, but it was all around like a really good story. Yeah. Like it it really brought me in like especially near the end there. So it's hard for me to decide. Fuck. And you know what's cool about this season too? It's like it didn't feel at all like um like the rest of the Marvel. I don't know if I said this already or not, but it didn't feel like the rest of the other Marvel properties. Yeah. Whereas, like, this felt like it, it didn't even it it could be something completely on its own altogether. Yeah. Because even though like they tried to do something different with all the other four series, mm-hmm. like they still kind of felt similar. Mm-hmm. This one I felt was completely separate and did its own thing. Yeah, which I, it I, benefited. I, for. I very much appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I would. I would say. In terms of the story altogether, I would say it's a second, but it took so long to get into what I got super interested into that I, I don't know. I might need to ponder on this more. Okay. But yeah, Punisher is really up there though. I really enjoyed the story as a whole. Yeah. Um, if I were to, gr- if I were to grade it, if you want to withhold a grade, that's fine, but I would grade it as probably... A B plus, maybe an A minus. Okay. I I really I thought this was a really great series, especially after the last two Defenders and Iron Fist that yeah. were just like yeah. stinkers. Oh yeah. Even the last half of Luke Cage, I wasn't a fan compared, of either. Yeah, compared to that, I would definitely put that above that. I would give this a solid B. Yeah. I really I like I said I enjoyed how it played out and like how violent it was yeah like it it gave no shits no. like it it did not hold back in the slightest and no. i really appreciate it for that yeah yeah i uh and maybe it was the like also added in that like because it came out the same time as justice league it like kind of played second fiddle and pe- it was kind of like like an obscurity for a little bit like people kind of forgot it was out and even i kind of was like oh yeah punisher's out and, like, I I wasn't really thrilled. Like, I was excited to see Punisher again because I really liked him in Daredevil Season 2. Yeah. But I was like, he needs his own series, 13 episodes? Uh, I don't know about this. So yeah. maybe I went in with lowered also expectations, mm-hmm. which maybe helped its cause. But yeah. I thought it really pulled it out. Oh, yeah. No, I, I went into it being thinking that, like, I didn't really like the idea of them making, like, a, like a hero in general. Right. And I feel like they did a really good job of making him where he's he's still a sympathetic protagonist, but then still throwing in those elements of but what he's doing is still kind of he's a scary up. monster. Yeah, also. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I thought they did that very well. Best out of all the Punisher stuff, I feel like this is the most well balanced. Yeah. Oh yeah, of all of it for sure, for sure. I I I appreciate it for sure. Sweet deal. Well, besides 
the 15 hours of Actually, thing. before we get into that, oh. Troy, we forgot to, to admonish the Tournament of Random oh, Movies. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> I just thought of that while we got into it. I'm like, God damn it. But no. Um, so yeah, our uh, our last matchup was between Grumpier Old Man and Shanghai Noon. Yes. And I think at a very almost one-sided contest grumpier old men that's what i wanted to win i didn't (laughs) want to tip my hat into any direction last week fair enough fair enough grumpy old men grumpier grumpier old men took the slot dethroning shanghai noon yes that's what i wanted and uh so it moves on so our next two into the Turn random movies. Have you put clues uh, about these? I did this? put clues up. I missed them this time. Okay, well, fuck. I gotta look them up now. Oh, sorry. God damn it. Troy, <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, yeah, I did put up clues for uh, this past show. Um, okay. My clue for the next matchup. Uh-huh. Our next match will pit two supernatural films okay against each other one is one of the biggest hits of this year okay and the other features someone from a specific boys club <laughs> oh god that we talk about that... on the show regularly oh man so uh i do have the i do have the taglines okay if you want to hear them as well i do cuz both of them are very Large pools. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I made them very vague this week. <laughs> I could not think of other ways to like not give them away. Uh, the first one you'll get right away for sure. The other one maybe not. Well, I hope so. Anyway, the first one was from this year, uh-huh. 2017. Yes. Uh, the one that I said came from this year, and the tagline is "You'll float too." Oh, okay. It. Yes, that's I was, right. I was hoping. <laughs> 2017 film It okay. is in the Terminator Random Movies. The other one from 1990. Okay. This is the one that has the member from the Boys Club. Okay. Uh, he's been walking through doors. He's been falling through floors. He's been going through a lot lately, but he's still dad. Huh. From 1990. 1990. Is it Ghost Dad? Yes! It is? The, <laughs> the Bill Cosby classic <laughs> Ghost Dad. Okay. Awesome. From 1990. So there you go. So we have the mashup between... I feel like this one is also a little bit one-sided. <laughs> like I said I did this at random. <laughs> <laughs> randomly through the app of random movies that I pick up. So, yeah. So, there you go. The 2017 hit from this past year, It, versus the 1990 Bill Cosby classic, <laughs> Ghost Dad. Great. I've never seen Ghost Dad. Have you ever seen that? I haven't either, but from what I was reading up on it, I heard it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I only expected that, of course. <laughs> All right, sweet deal. All right, it and Ghost Dad. It and Ghost Dad for next week. So we'll figure out results next week. What comes up? Uh, sweet deal. Uh, well, besides 
the 15 hours of things we Jesus Christ indulged this so much. For whatever reason, I felt like it it wasn't a huge task this week. And we, I was saying this before we started recording. Yeah, I was like. Sometimes I have a hard time watching an hour of something before the show. I watched 15 hours of stuff this week and had no issue. I don't know what the deal is. But I finished a day in advance and didn't have to cram something in today. I was like, nope, I finished yesterday with like an hour to spare. And I was like, wow, I got the rest of my day. I can sit back and relax. (laughs) So that was very refreshing. But I, was there anything else that you could fit in? Uh, me and Molly Pop watched uh, uh, Murder in the Orient Express. Oh yeah, in theaters. I was not a fan. Yeah, I heard it was getting mixed results. It's, yeah, it's. I wasn't into it. Like it's very dry. Oh yeah. For what it's supposed to be, like I was expecting more like character stuff, uh-huh. and I was just everyone kind of plays the whole like. I'm mysterious kind uh, of shit. We're like, ugh, whatever. But um, Kenneth Branagh as Perot was pretty good. Okay. Like, he has some character stuff in there that's pretty decent. But other than that, like, if you really want to see it, wait for DVD because it's not worth seeing in the theaters. Okay. <laughs> Thank God for Movie Pass. Otherwise, I'd feel pretty <laughs> pissed about it. <laughs> but, um,. Uh, me and Molly Pop on a whim watched Zodiac. Yeah. And it's still really fucking good. I don't know if you ever saw it. I, don't, I can't remember if I've seen that one or not. I know what it's about, but I can't remember. I would have to, like, sit down and be like, I remember this. Yeah, especially coming off of uh, Mindhunters, it'd be really, it'd be a really fun watch. Because, okay. um, uh, shit. What's his name? The guy that was really into Mindhunters. God damn it. But no, that was really into Mindhunters? No, yeah, like, he was, like, a director. <laughs> ah, shit. I bet Dave's yelling at me because I know he loves him. David but... Lynch? Might be Lynch. I don't think it's Lynch. Who did uh, the Facebook movie, Social Network? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Me, I don't remember. I don't know, but, like, uh, no, but, like, the... Uh... Yeah, the, the same guy that was, like, kind of, like, one of the creators or, like, directed the... A lot of the episodes of Mindhunters, like he was the one that directed Zodiac, and it's really good. Like I watched with Molly, this is the first time she ever saw it, and she was like terrified because a lot of the the murder scenes they play out are like very nonchalant. Mm. Like there's a there's a really poignant scene in there where it's like a couple laying by a lake, and a lot of the scene is played up by like the guy just like lounging back and like looking at his girlfriend just like looking up and she's like there's a guy coming towards us he's like oh it's probably fine then he's like i don't look he's putting something on like it looks like a hood or something like oh it's fine and then she just like like leans back he's got a gun and they play like it's like a fucking like like if you're like just laying at the park with like your girlfriend and she's just like saying stuff that's coming by Like, it's just, like, they play it off like that, where it's, like, that's kind of terrifying. Oh, like, Jesus. Like, someone could just, like, walk up to you in a park in broad daylight and pull a gun on you and make you do random shit. Ugh. Yeah. Don't know about but like it, that. No, but it, but it's a good fucking movie. Like, I really, I really enjoyed it on the second time around. But, like, a movie that came out this year that I was really into was Wind River. 
oh, that yeah? we watched. It's got uh, Jeremy Renner and uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen in it. Uh-huh. And it's about, uh, like, Jeremy Renner plays, like, this, uh, like, this game manager guy who, like, he's pretty much, like, if, like, a predator comes into, like, this Indian reservation and starts, like, killing people's cattle, like, he walks in and shoots it. Mm-hmm. And he becomes the guide to this FBI agent played by Elizabeth Olsen where they find this dead body in, like, this reservation. And uh, <clears throat> they kind of work together to uh, find out who did it. And it's really interesting. I really mm. enjoyed it. Mm. It's, like, probably up there as one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Oh, my God. Because, like, not only do they, like have this really cool like who done it kind of scenario with it but they show how shitty it is to live on our indian reservation like we fuck the indians so bad yeah yeah it yeah. is so bad yeah and like they just show how life is like on these indian reservations and they're fucked even to the point where like the government has like this uh well like hold like these like things within the contracts of these reservations where it's like well if we find like oil reserves or whatever we can hire whoever we want to go mine them for us even if they're like criminals Ugh. and like it's terrible like it's such a bad life like they even like have like a statistic like a statistic thing that comes up after the during the end credits where it's like there's so many like teenage girls or just girls in general that go missing in Indian reservations because these fucks get hired by like these different companies. And they don't care because it's in the middle of nowhere besides the fact that it's on an Indian reservation. Yeah. And they just can legit like get away with murder because they're only there for a couple months and they can hide the body in God knows where. And then by the time they're off the reservation and off living their lives somewhere else, they find the body and they have no idea who committed the murder. God. <laughs> there like there's a a comic series called Scalped. Yeah. That's um based in an in uh Indian reservation and yeah, like the, the guy who wrote it Jason Aaron like it's this like big um like independent work or whatever and mm-hmm. like he must have done a lot of research on like reservations and stuff because yeah. like everything in that story is just like terrible and like yeah. the life is awful because of like what that's just like oppressed on them and the only like good thing about it is like the casino that's coming to the area yeah but the person running that is like a douchebag who is like oh man it's like god it makes me feel so fucking oh, terrible dude it's so fucking bad <laughs> it's like the the government is so fucked where it's like, yeah, here's his land, but we're also going to hold these reserves where it's like, well, if we want to hire people to come out here, we can totally hire convicted sex offenders. Like they, they can even like hold the, the hold the uh, concept of like, we could hire like nothing but sex offenders and we don't have to tell you that they're sex offenders God, and put them out in fucking Jesus Indian Christ. reservations. Which are already, like, the shittiest pieces of land that we push these yeah, people onto. Yeah, pretty God, much. God. <laughs> but, no, Wind River is... Yeah, it it definitely focuses on how shitty that is. But it's a really good film. I highly suggest checking it out. All right. Man. 
Well, is that it? Is, is that it? No, that's all uh, it? Yep, that's all it went into. Sweet. Well, I haven't been much of, into anything this last week. Thanksgiving <laughs> was pretty busy yeah. for me, but uh, <clears throat> I did uh, record a, another podcast with my lovely wife, Chelsea Danger, this yeah. last week about our Thanksgiving exploits. I did hear it. It was good. Um, me and her family got a good kick out of Cade Yeager. <laughs> The yeah. Marky Mark and Transformers, The Fallen, or whatever it is, I don't remember. But, yeah. yeah. For whatever reason, I know that his name was Cade Yeager, and he loves Bud Light. and fantastic. Roll out. <laughs> roll out. <laughs> but, yeah. So, anyway, our... If any... I don't think I've brought... Have I brought it up on the show before? Anyway, I felt like I didn't have enough free time. So, like, I... You've said it before. Okay, I, can't, I couldn't remember. Yeah. But, like, me and Chelsea Danger do uh, <clears throat> our... We started our own show. Uh, it's, like, a little 30-minute snippet. It's a lifestyle podcast, but it's just about our lives and things that go on with that. It's called Charm Type, and you can find it on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play, all the yeah. all the places you can find it. You'll find it. Um, but it's fun. Like, it's a little... Uh, it's like a date night. You know what I mean? There you go. Yeah. So it comes out every Monday, so I, I keep up with it. Well, thanks. Just to make sure you guys aren't talking shit about me. <laughs> uh, There's a couple times. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I like it. Even though you make shit out of the intro, <laughs> hi. <laughs> it's got a very uh, HGTV <laughs> vibe to the HGT- intro. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, I like it. And that's that's. Pretty much it. And it kind of like blends into our plugs that for we sure. got going on too. For sure. Well, JT, if people want to secretly talk shit about you on the internet, where could they at you at? I won't stop them. <laughs> at Bucky for everyone on Twitter. Also, Bucky for everyone on Instagram. And hey, why not at Bucky for everyone on Snapchat? Troy. Uh, you can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. We are at facebook.com slash review review pod. Uh, also, uh, no, that's it. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can find uh, all of our new episodes uploaded uh, at uh, review review pod dot pod And uh, it, they're also on all of your other podcatchers out there as well as Stitcher. Google Play and iTunes, and if you're listening to uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, why don't you give us a comment, or you can rate us a star rating, because if you like the show, one of those helps uh, other people find the show as well. Most definitely. If you got something to say that's a little long form, even though Twitter did bump up that character limit, you want to do 281 characters. Yeah. You can do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. That's it. That's everything. That's JT. everything. Uh, next week. Next week. I do have an idea for next week if you're open to it, Troy. We're into December. Because December, uh, you expressed the idea that you want to do movies that you feel we should watch before we put together our best of list. Right. For our first show in January where we do our best of yes. movies for 2017. Yes. I did find one that's free on hulu okay that i find interesting we do the anne hathaway jason sudeikis classic colossal which is okay. free on hulu okay which is one that i saw that i think would be interesting that might 
turn around your list. Okay. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Colossal for next week. Colossal for next week. December is going to be a weird the weird one for me. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do Colossal, and then I will be gone. Yeah. We might... I'm trying to figure out what to do, because I think The Shape of Water is not going to be out in all theaters around that time. We might do The Disaster Artist. Okay. But I won't be here for that. Yeah. <laughs> I might be doing that with... Uh, my better half, Molly Pop, and possibly Dinosaur Neil. We'll see. Okay. Then Star Wars after that. And yep. then we'll find some other stuff to do. Maybe Mother, because I think Mother will be out by then. Oh, sweet deal. That'd be good to round out the end of the year. Yeah. And then come January, we'll do our best of 2017 Best of 2017 ep. Always get, a big one. Get GHD back. Yep. <laughs> That'll be the big <laughs> That'll be big the big four-hour-long big... <laughs> episode. <laughs> Uh, but, oh yeah, so that's it. Next week, Colossal. Yeah. I, I, I must have, I don't remember much of this one, so it'll be a surprise for me. Yeah, it's the one with Anne Hathaway and weird monsters in South Korea for some reason. Great. But it's interesting. I, I think you'll like it. All right. I'm into it. Uh, so next week, Colossal. Also join us on social media for our random movie tourney. Yep. That we that's got right. going on. It. Or Ghost Dad. Ghost Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I already forgot the other one. Uh, but until next time, I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am GT3K. And we are off. <laughs>